started. Uh, thanks for joining us once again. Uh, it's even more about nothing. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Rafiki. To my right. Got your boy Timmy Tumblr, catch me on Snapchat, Instagram. Hey, across the table. I forgot Twitter. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we got Ace. I'm looking. I'm out of source today, so I might be more quiet than you guys are used to. But I've been on the weather for the last 24 hours, so. He's going to Batman. Apparently, I'm Batman 3.0, so there's that. Um, <laughs> but as always, we usually have a special guest, and we're joined with an extra special guest today. Talk the day one homies, the episode zero homie, John himself. Yeah! Hey. Woo! Hey, everybody. And much as I love my bro Caleb here, he's not Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we're clear on that. Right. Hey. <laughs> It's good to have you back. Um, I know in communication, uh, as we were we were talking, trying to figure this out, you pointed out that you were on episode five, which like the actual number five, and now right. it's actual episode number ten. Even though it's we're putting out eleven, right. so we started five weeks. We might have to we might have to keep something up with that. Maybe multiple to it's five good, or it's something. It's a good it's a good uh, frequency. I think so that that way it doesn't feel overexposed if I'm not like somehow slotted in as every time. That way, yeah. you, you know, because you you can only fit so many people in here, so that we want to give other people true. a chance to be here. Speaking yeah. of fitting people, this is the first time we've had five people. That is very shape. true. Episode two. Dang, son. No, it was he four. I was down. gone. And you, you guys still gone. had four. You guys had four. me, you, and Dom. And Dom, four. I can't count. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I was gone and I knew that. <laughs> I was gone and I knew that. Wait, but Tim, can you repeat what you just said? I can't actually. I don't remember what I just said. Okay, never mind. I've been there. I know that feeling. <laughs> so, anyways, if you're joining us for the first time, we we uh, appreciate it. We appreciate the traffic you guys are giving us. Uh, <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about anything that interests us, from video games to anime to comics. Um, and things of that nature, and anything else within pop culture. So, with that being said, let's get started. And I'm going to get started with this, um, music-wise. Uh, so, AY just actually, obviously we all know AY, but any any of you guys listening, AY is a buddy of ours who's uh, trying to make it happen in the in the music scene, and he's he's starting to do things, and he's starting to kind of um, you know take his uh, music places now and now he just actually sent me a text the other day saying that he submitted his song titanic for a grammy nomination mm-hmm. so he's appreciating and hoping that he can get more traffic on that song titanic which by the way is i was planning on featuring it for our intro outro for the song today uh so um i think you guys should take a listen it's a very so- i think it's a very solid song it's one of those it's a song that is on both uh it's a relationship song, but not a typical relationship song that's either all about the love portion, but all about you know, or all about a breakup. It's actually a combination of the two. Um, so, I wanted to give him a quick shout out. And if you haven't seen him or heard of him, uh, he's a Kansas City local guy. Um, check him out. He's uh, you can find some videos on him on YouTube. Uh, find him. Um, in anywhere around the Kansas City area, mainly does stuff on the plaza most of the weekend. So, uh, go check him out. Uh, does some pretty good stuff. So, just want to throw that there. For those of us who maybe 
haven't heard of him uh, and are interested, especially to kind of help boost boost his signal for the Grammy, where would we go to listen to that song that would be the best boost for that? Would that just be his YouTube channel or? Yeah. Um, so what I will do is um, there is a link that he actually sent me. Um, and the link here is GrammyAmplifier.com. Um, and then it's slash artist slash submission slash Titanic. I will post a link with uh, the episode. That way people have a way of getting to it. Um, and uh, every listen you do within an hour, I think it's uh, one vote an hour went per, you know, for that listen. And then sharing, um, whether on Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz is uh, more points towards that. So... I will I will have that on there. Again, um, if you're listening and you want to look it up now, it's www.grammyamplifier.com slash artists slash submission slash Titanic. So go go check it out. All right. With that being said, what's what's on the table, guys? What you got? Actually, no. Let me back up. John, start us off with... What? The, the first top topic. Five? First topic. Uh, yeah, let's let's go in with the top five. Let's let's get our top five done. Let's let's go with that. What you got? All right. So I was kind of thinking about it. Something I thought everybody here could sink their teeth into a little bit, uh, including me. So the top five is: What are your top five favorite secondary characters in an anime, a manga, and or a live action Japanese show? You know, basically oh. all within that that scope. And why? Not American cartoons? I, I feel like that could be its own topic. You know, yeah, I, I, really I believe that they are of equal value, but I think the field is so broad that I, I mean we could we could narrow this down into like subgenres in each direction, but and maybe yeah, we can you, at some you, point. You, I pretty much did secondary. already. All of mine are kind of within Yeah, and so my my thinking on that, just for both everybody sitting physically at this table and everybody listening in. The way I think of it is a secondary character would be somebody who shows up a lot, uh, but they aren't necessarily the quote-unquote main character, the star character. Uh, they're not the one the show is named after. Um, now, if you have a show, like, in my mind, uh, two of my examples are from, or several of my examples are from, like, some of the big names, you know, Full Metal Alchemist, Naruto, Bleach, several of those. You kind of have a core cast of, like, two, three, four, five characters who are, like, the stars. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist would be the Elric brothers. So they would... Neither one of them would be a secondary character. The show focuses on both so of them. So then, like, Naruto would be Team 7. They would be they would be considered the main characters in my mind. Okay. And to make it a little more specific, um, and my, my thinking is also it wouldn't be the big villain, the overarching villain, the final villain. So, uh, and... That's like right out of my thing. I mean, it, it, it depends. You know, I mean, you, it, you know what? No, no, I'm good. We, no we can we can come back. Yeah. You know, we have some time. I've got a little bit, and I don't just have names. So I was very confident until you said that. Well, I I was just thinking because I feel like you guys have touched on this before. The best stories are made not just by the protagonist, but by the antagonist, or you know, not just by the hero, but by the villain. The heroes yeah. by themselves can be good, but a hero <laughs> and a villain paired together makes for a fantastic story. It really is true. I mean, if you look through, you know, so then at anime, that point, the antagonist is a main character, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. and I mean, it depends. Like, yeah, I don't know. So, it, I feel like it's a little fuzzier there, but yeah, definitely not like 
So in like a Batman show, it would not be Batman that we'd be talking about here. I mean, that's Western, but you get the idea. So I have a list, and it's kind of, I figure it's a combination of characters that I like that fit this mold, um, and then also it's examples to kind of help people figure out what's going on here. Uh, so the first one, and these are in no like ranking order, they're just the order I thought of them and wrote them down in. So the first one is, uh, one of my favorites is Alex Louise Armstrong from Full Metal Alchemist. Um, yeah, he, 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 it's as solid as his musculature. <laughs> I, and you know, I, I I finished this list and I realized that of the of the five, four of them all fit kind of the in some ways the mold that uh, Armstrong does in that he's a character who's like ridiculous and funny half the time, but then the other half the time he's like serious, and usually that's bad for people who he's going against. Um, Armstrong in particular from that series I like I like how he's he's not as flashy as some of the other guys like he doesn't make things blow up or disintegrate or you know shoot lightning or anything like that he basically just moves rocks he just does it really really well in text <clears throat> in techniques that are passed down through the Armstrong line for generations <laughs> for anyone who's not familiar with the story the character will say that about almost anything that he does all the way from fighting techniques to, I don't know, jokes. yeah, jokes. The yeah. way he irons his shirt. Yes, ev- everything. Um, and he probably goes through a lot of shirts since he keeps ripping them off. Yeah, constantly. Which is just a, a hilarious joke thing that I just like, like, you know, how he'll constantly be, he'll just flex and, you know, suddenly his torso is exposed. And the pink sparkles kind of make it. It, it, it sounds ridiculous, but if you watch the show, it really does work. And he, he really is an excellent blend of comedy and serious. Because, like, once you get a little further in the series, you realize maybe why he's so flippant half the time. Um, so my next one is, and I may butcher this guy's name because I am not the best with Japanese pronunciation, but Cap- Captain Shunsui Koryaku, <clears throat> the captain of the 8th Division from Bleach. Um, if anyone here is familiar yes. with that show... Um, so he's another one of those characters who's like, at first glance, it's like, oh, this guy's just a joker. Who would take this guy seriously? I mean, he lounges around, he wears this big flowery pink kimono. He's, he's got, you know, the straw hat. It's just, he li- like, one of his first appearances, he literally has his, uh, his lieutenant throwing flower petals over him because it's more cinematic or something. Because he just likes how <laughs> yeah, it looks. I do remember that. <laughs> and then he's like, one stroke and, oh, no, Chad's down. Yeah. No, you know, character who is sold is just being a total powerhouse, just like one hit and he's down. And then, yeah, later on, he pulls out his swords. And Swords. Yeah. Two of them. For, for a little... He's only one of two people to dual yes. wield... Uh, he's one of only two toast. people in that setting in which uh, all of these characters who are called Shinigami have swords that have special powers. They all kind of reflect the character. Really, they're an excuse for the the artist, the guy who makes the manga and anime, to draw super unique character designs and powers. Yeah. This guy, like they said, he starts off with two swords. He's actually the only one, I believe, who has, even in the fully powered-down state, two blades. Everybody else has one blade. One other guy has one that becomes two swords, He's the only one with two blades, and he's really, really good at it. Like, all right. So, if anyone's watched Bleach, you know that old man Yamamoto considers 
him and the other guy who has two swords. More than likely, his successor. Um, that if any, if Tomer Yamamoto is the leader of Seireite, he is the, albeit king of no. Okay, let me back that up before I get torn apart. Yeah. He is not the king of Soul Society, <laughs> but he is, leader, he is the leader of Seire, He is leader of Seireite, um, the security force. Obviously, yes, we know Squad Zero is a thing. Calm down, people. I know Squad Zero is a thing, but from most people, Squad One is the strongest squad, and he's the leader of Squad One. He is the captain of all the captains. Um, so essentially, his squad is composed of all captains. Yes. Yes, yeah. he does command Squad One, but his personal squad is composed of every single captain from Squad Two to Squad 13. So, Omemo Yamamoto is no joke, and the fact that he considers one of these two more than likely the ones to be the successor, yeah. 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 That's a good pick. Yeah. That's a really good well, pick. Well, and I especially, one thing I liked is, you know, we saw very briefly in when him and, I think it's Ukatake, I could yeah. be mangling it, Ukatake no, no, go against yeah. Yamamoto, um, like in the first major arc. You know, we don't really see that fight. We see those two release their swords, and they have, like, a really long release phrase that's really poetic and stuff, and they look really cool. Uh, hit, I like uh, Shinsui's swords in particular. They become those big, like, kind of almost falchions, like big black swords. They're kind of fancy, but they look pretty mean. Um, we don't really see what they do until, really, the, I guess, next-to-last major arc. And then it's basically, like, he's basically a low-level reality warper with them. But... The thing I like more from that fight is that he goes he goes from being totally silly to, eh, cheating doesn't exist in a fight because you're fighting to win, so, man, I don't care about fighting fair. I'll just kill you fast. And it's just, it, and it, it doesn't feel like a flip. Some, some, somehow it feels completely natural for him to go from, like, laughing and tossing his sword between his hands to trying to just, you know, rip you the other guys. Yeah. Can we say one punch man? Anybody? Uh, Anybody? <laughs> I haven't watched it, but oh, I, I'll take your word the, on the it. The flip is uh, kind of yeah. like that. Yeah, but yeah, uh, pretty good with that. So I, my next guy at this point, you know, you guys may have seen the trend. Um, next one, and I think I mentioned him. You guys did a top five at one point. I felt you left him out. Uh, Jiraiya from Naruto. Probably, honestly, I think he is yeah. still my favorite character from that series. I feel like he is actually one of the like. Three most genuine, like, came from nothing, hard work made him awesome characters. Because, without getting into huge spoiler territory, I don't know if everybody here at the table has gone through the whole series or anybody listening has maybe not made it through. It's it's a really big anime, a really big manga, so if you're still working through it, keep going. But, uh, Naruto isn't actually just the, I have no, you know... I came from nothing, you know. He actually has a lot of cards stacked in his favor. Jiraiya has no... Yeah, that may have been an understatement. That is a massive understatement. A lot might be silent. That might be like... You're the son of the dead president. <laughs> That's like step one. There's there's nine you, more steps. It's not, I just want you to know you're you're not having to pay for much in life. Yeah. So, but Jiraiya, I mean, he, he's, he really is a... I don't know if rags to riches is the right word, but he... It, he really did, just through hard work and training and dedication, become... I, I think he's still probably one of the ten most powerful characters in that series. I feel like in the last 
5%, like the last tenth of the last arc, it got really ridiculous. Up until that point, um, he was, I think, I mean, he was, he could have taken Pain on, I, I think. It, Pain himself said that if Jiraiya had known that there had been six of him, he would have probably won. I mean, he just, he always had a trick up his sleeve. Um, he was actually good at being the whole, like, deceptive ninja thing. Because he was another, again, talking about the pattern here, he's comedic. I mean, he's, you know, he comes off as just this lazy, lecherous, do-nothing. He writes... Alcoholic pervert. Yeah, he's an alcoholic pervert who writes, you know, cheap smut, basically. And he's also a terrifying force of nature. Um, so, you know, and he doesn't even have some of the advantages of other characters of, like, super eyes or, like, oh, I can use every single element or anything like that. He, I think in the series, he generally uses, like, earth and yeah. water. He uses fire a couple of times in conjunctions, in conjunction. So he's, he's got kind of a, a specific niche. Um, but he's just so good at that. He, he just, his skills are varied enough without being, like, uh, you know, a ridiculous I can just yeah. do everything because I can thing. Um, and I just like like his character's like look, like the visual style and stuff. Um, honestly, I actually modeled a, a character I'm currently playing in a tabletop role-playing uh, campaign after him. Uriah. Yeah. Very he, nice. He summons frogs. He's got similar like color look. Um, he doesn't have the big white man of hair. We couldn't get a mini that had hair that I liked and none of the guys who do in our group who paint minis felt comfortable doing hair. So he's bald, but he's got like a big mustache. So yeah. I've said that now he, that he's gone to the mystical otherworldly frog mountain, he's come back. He has white hair. Um, but yeah, I was just like, he's not like a one for one translation, but he's not too far off. And, uh, cause it's just, I just like the concept. It's like, you wouldn't think, Oh, frogs, those can't do anything. Except they kind of can, <laughs> especially when they're size they're the size of an apartment building. Oh, Gamabunta! I loved yes. Gamabunta. He was my favorite. Yeah, um, so that's three. Uh, the fourth is one that I I mean maybe you guys have heard of him, maybe you haven't. Um, it's the character Volfog from Galgaigar. It's a uh, Galgaigar. It's a mecha series. I it's feel a like super I, robot series. It's from the, I want to say, mid to late 90s. Um, the, the title, uh, the title uh, Mecha, is it, it has like a big lion head in the center of its chest. Um, I've heard of it, but I've never actually watched it. Yeah. I, I watched the series a while back. I managed to find it, watch it. Um, I don't know if... Maybe it's been important in the U.S. I don't know. It's one of those ser- it's one of those series where it it wasn't like heavily advertised in the U.S. But I kind of I think maybe I don't know TV tropes or something. I heard oh this is a fun series. You know if you it's one of those if you like this you'll like this kind of things. Yeah. And I watched it and I mean this character I was just like okay he's pretty awesome he's and this is pretty much literal. He is a ninja police car transformer robot. What? That sounds like something that can only exist in anime. It, it pretty much <laughs> is. It pretty much is. Um, so, you know, breaking it down, he's a robot, mm. okay? And transformer meaning he transforms between robot and car. His car form is specifically a police car, but when he transforms, he really has kind of his, like, 
I don't know, skin, plating, whatever you want to call it, makes him look a lot like a ninja. And he, like, he has, like, abilities, like, he can turn invisible and make holograms and, like, project mist and stuff. So he's, like, big on, like, misdirection and stealth attacks. And then, like, his main weapon is basically either two almost, like, boomerangs or they connect together into a giant four-pointed throwing star. Hmm. So, I mean, he's a ninja. And then... Later on, it's shown that he has these two little... They're not, like... Uh, I wouldn't say they're, like, sentient. They're not separate, like, entities on their own. They don't talk. They don't have a personality. He, like, remote controls these two other robots that turn into a bike and a motor, um, a motorcycle and a helicopter. I think they're both police-themed as well. Um, and they, like, can individually transform and do stuff. Or they combine with him, and he becomes a bigger robot. He's less ninja-y then but he's bigger. You know, the the whole series, everything is combining. Every There's all... Not like... They don't have, like, in some of, like, the Power Rangers things where you maybe have multiple Megazords <laughs> and, like, all of the Megazords combine. It's not quite that crazy. Wait, but, that's happened? Oh, yeah. Yes. I have not seen I, I this will, before. I will touch on... I, I actually... Uh, we'll oh we'll get gosh. to that. There's, oh there's a series where that's happened. Um, but, yeah, like, in this series, happened. there's, like, six different, like, combo robots. There's, like... There's a bunch of robots in the series. It's really, it's really fun. It's, it's one of those where they've got a character that's like from America and it's like cheesily American themed, but it actually works somehow. Hmm. But yeah, he's he's really fun. I just I like the whole ninja police car robot. It's ninja literally what he car is. Robot. Yeah, um, and he's just I don't know. He's fun because he's like one of the more serious characters on the show. He doesn't really have as much of a comedic element as the others. But he's almost sort of slightly got a Batman thing going on. And you guys probably could twig that I have a little bit of a weakness for Batman things. So, you know, anybody who knows me isn't really shocked by this, probably. You know, I mean, maybe maybe you are, but probably not. Um, no, not no. really. Um, <laughs> and then the last one is not actually from an anime. Uh, it's from a live action show. Um, I connected those because I feel like a lot of them have the same sort of feel as animes in that, you know, they're very over-the-top, very crazy okay. stuff happening, um, you know, like the Super Sentais and whatnot. In particular, this one is from one of the Common Rider series. Uh, the character is called DJ Sarg Sargara from Common Rider Game. Uh, it's a show that I watched all the way through. It's one of the two Common Riders I've watched all the way through instead of, like, getting bits and pieces. Um, he's not actually ever one of the... Uh, like he's never he's never a transforming hero. He doesn't like turn into a common writer or anything like that. Okay. Um, he's kind of one of those. Like he's introduced and he's basically like he's almost like the episode bookend guy. Like he'll have a little maybe a little scene at the beginning and or at the end, and he's this crazy like flint. Like he's wearing like garish outfits with the like bright colors and he's got shades and he's like. He's like 30 something but he's he looks like he's trying to be a hip teenager look almost and he's just like yelling and gesturing with his hands. He's like, "Oh my gosh. Things happening. People fighting. It's amazing. What are the rankings?" And then like you start seeing him in scenes with other characters where it's like, "Wait, this guy knows more about what's going on. Um, what's what's up with this here?" And he starts you start getting the sense that there's more going on with this character. I mean, there's more going on with any character, but there's more going on with this guy in particular. Mm -hmm. um, and so, now this is going to get into spoiler territory, so if there's anyone out there listening, whoever wants to watch this series front to back, 
and doesn't want to be spoiled because there are plot twists that happen, and I think they're pretty good plot twists. Spoiler. But there are pro- plot twists, so yes, spoiler alert for the series Common Rider game. That's probably a really niche market, but nonetheless, spoiler warning for that series. You end up finding out that he's not even human. He is actually an entity, he is essentially the manifestation of this alien extra-dimensional forest that, like, invades planets or invades alternate Earths and transforms them and mutates the population and stuff. And congratulations, that's where all your Monster of the Weeks come from. And he Uh ends up giving, uh, (laughs) let's see, at least two characters, you know, power-up boost items and stuff, not because he's like, oh, your cause is righteous and I want want righteousness to win but because it's interesting. His character is one of those, I don't really care who wins, I just want to see what happens because it's interesting. And he goes like from dressing in like the garish, overcolored stuff, and the colors get muted, but he's still kind of dressing, you know, like modern style, and then suddenly there's almost like a switch is flipped, and he's wearing like these almost like Buddhist monk robes. He has like long flowing robes, and he has this giant... Oh, man. It was so cool looking. Like it's, it's silly, but it's cool looking. It's this scarf that's like scarf or something it looks almost like a collar is inside of it because it sticks up from like on his chest up to like his nose and it's stiff but it looks like a big scarf and so half the time he's talking you can't even see his mouth um but that's apparently not even his real form he's like again he's like the manifestation of the forest um, okay but yeah he's 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 the only one of the characters who never really fights but he's really important to the plot and i just and it was, he's another one of those, starts off really just, oh, ha, 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 it's that guy. And then, like, a few episodes in, you're like, oh, my gosh. He's, what, what, what's going on with this guy? So, yeah, he's fun. Um, so, yeah, those are those are my top five secondary characters. Okay. If without them, to volunteer, you know, without them, a show the show wouldn't be the same. So, yeah, we don't have to go in order if somebody has some ideas. All right. So, uh, Ace, you, you want to go next? Um, sure. Um, I'm still trying to figure this out. I don't want to go. I made a list, and now I can't pull up the list. I'm like, oh, All right. I mean, I'll go while we're waiting for that. If All you've right. got it, go for it, man. Mine is in no particular order. Um, okay, so let's start things off. Everybody, if you know me, you guys know that I absolutely love One Piece. I could talk <laughs> One Piece all day. Uh, so no, the- really? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right, that was well, a little mean. Even more about One Piece coming soon. Yep. That's right. <laughs> coming have, soon to, to an internet near you. All One Piece. But you um, either Caleb will not have to be here or he better catch up quick. <laughs> we know that's not happening. Uh, we, me and him can just go sit out there and catch up while you guys talk yeah. about it. <laughs> Good luck. All right, anyway. Uh, my first secondary character is going to be Ace. Yeah. Hey, hey, thank you, yeah, thank you. Homie. I got you, homie. Hey, now, <laughs> we all know Ace is like one of the dopest characters. Like right? he has a really cool devil fruit. He uses a spirit bomb, mm. and he's a uh, a flame spirit bomb, by the flame way. Flame spirit bomb, yes. Uh, and you know he's a uh, captain of the second uh, second troop of the Whitebeard Pirates. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's the first one on my list, which is in no order. Next one, I'm gonna have to say is Gara. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I definitely love his backstory. It's like, you know, it's not a typical, you like... You love that? Yeah. Okay, I like that. Here, here's the I, thing. Basically, all they did was they took Naruto's story, and then they flipped it, and then gave it to Gara. So anything that 
could not have happened to Naruto happened to Gaara. Gaara. <laughs> That's literally all it is. Including parental child but, abuse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going there. I mean, I'm sorry. It's, it's, you mentioned his backstory. It's, that's straight up what happened. I mean, there's no So Naruto has, Naruto has no parents. Gaara does. Gets abused. Oh. He, he starts to get friends. He has no, you know, and Naruto starts to get friends. Gaara has no friends. Uh, Naruto he, doesn't have siblings. Gaara has siblings. Yeah, so on and so forth. We get the picture. Yeah. All right, uh, but more than that, I love, like, the transformation he made from, like, Naruto yeah. to yeah. through Naruto that, that was, to the end that of Shifu. That, that was a beautiful solid. transformation. I love how they did that. Gotta love and, friendship, uh, no jutsu. Also, how he... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love how he's, like... the it, title of the episode. <laughs> Wait, it is? No, <laughs> but it should be. We can make hey, it. Hey, it's been a while. We can, we can make but it anyway, that way. Uh, also, like, I just love how he's an inspiration to Naruto. Like, how he became Kazakage at such a young age, and Naruto saw that. He's like, I wouldn't do that, so made him work harder. Alright, next on my list, I'm gonna take it back a little bit. Uh, in Brago from Zatch Bell. I don't know if you guys Oh, him. oh my yes. good I almost watched Zatch Bell today. I'm not even kidding. I yeah. pulled up who I don't, I don't know why he just, he just popped out of nowhere. Like, what was his name? So I had to go look it up, but it's Brago. If you guys haven't watched Zatch Bell, he he's not quite his rival, but he's kinda like I don't know how to describe him. He's kinda is he kinda like always there pushing the main character onward kind of thing? Is he a sidekick? He's not a sidekick, but he's always like they're all in a competition. But he's always like neck and neck with Zatch. So I just thought he was a BA character, and uh, he's pretty dope. And it's kind of weird how like he's a Mamoto and he contrasts from uh, what, what are the his spellcast? I don't know what you would yeah. call them. Like total contrast. He's like emo looking guy, and it's like a rich girl. Like pink dress, blonde. They hair. are total, but he, yeah, the way that the character design for him was v- very solid. It yeah, just, you're just like you can tell he's that tough dude. Like he doesn't even look the size, but the way they've created him, you can tell like oh he's a problem to beat. Yeah, he is a problem. All so. right, next on my list is gonna be Kaname Tosin. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, I th- I think he's awesome. Just his uh, man, his ability is pretty sick. It's how how he's blind, but like he's still able to, you know, be a force to reckon with. Like, just love that. The first time I saw his Bankai, I like, I think I threw a chair out the window. Well, I liked it because <laughs> I like you know that's a good point. I really like that character, and his his Bankai is cool because it was, it wasn't just like more fire, more sword. More power. It, it was it was <laughs> different. It like <laughs> it changed the environment. It was, it 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 kind of it suited up. him. It suited him. It was perfect for him. But it also, in my mind, it's it really opened your eyes to what Bonkai's could do because it was like, okay, the rules are really loose here at this point. It's basically, is it awesome? Yes, we can do it. Yes, um, honestly, and what you were saying about you know he's blind but he can totally fight anyway. That's why I didn't like his last fight. Mm-hmm. I, or after a certain point, like once he did the, like uh, resurrection or whatever, however you would say that, that would like that was the point in the fight. I'm just like, eh. like before that point, in the in the last big in the, was it what do they call the arc the Eisen arc? Uh, Arankar. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, well, there was the Arankar. Well, I think overall it was like Mundo. Yeah. The, but then the you big, could break it the down. The big and... final, like, the big 
final I'm, final fight. I would call it Huacamundo because I would consider the Aizen arc between Aizen and Jigo that very very last fight. Well, yeah. So okay. I think I, Marty, guess, I would still put it under Huacamundo because yeah. at this point, Ichigo is still literally in Huacamundo. Yeah. Or it's it's in the fake Karakura yeah, yeah, fight fake Karakura. series. Yeah. So like, I mean, if you like him at that point, it's cool. But like for me, up to the point where he. Spoiler warning, turns into the. Have you seen through that part, Tim? You've you've seen everything, or am I spoiling this for you? I've heard everything. I haven't seen everything, but I've heard everything. Do you so. do you care if I spoil? I I really don't. Okay, he turns into a giant cricket, and suddenly he can actually see. Yes. Totally, just I mean, a the design was stupid. Was the ugliest, <laughs> one of the ugliest resurrections I've seen in a long time. I mean, it was stupid. Why it, cricket? <laughs> well, his, his his release is actually a cricket name. I I want to say like his his sword's name is like cricket something or something like that. It's it's like cricket themed, and I think cricket because you know he uses like his hearing and stuff. You know he's blind, but he's he coming ten gigs of data. But he just <laughs> 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 you, would, you would hope with those antenna, but I don't think so. Oh my god! And now I need to plays out here. But, yeah, like, up until the point that he did that, he was still totally awesome. Because, yeah, he was... That wasn't a shot at you, man. That was totally a shot at you. Yeah. So. All right, and then, at the top of my list, you know, got to end it with One Piece. It's going to be Buggy. Oh, my God. No, it's not Buggy. Thank God. I put Buggy slash Red Hair Shanks. And you really did put Buggy on that. I want to hit you just for that. I know. I think Buggy's just a funny character. He's a great comic relief. Like, uh... I want to say something, but I don't want to spoil it for Mookie, so I'm just going to slide right out of the Anyway, but the reason I put Red Hair Shanks is I think he's one of the dopest slash strongest characters. And he's also on Fairy Tale. What? He's also on Fairy Tale. I'm just going to leave that uncommented. Okay, anyway. I look a lot. <laughs> anyway, but I think he's one of the strongest characters in the One Piece world. We're on, what, episode 721, and we have not seen him fight. We haven't seen him fight. Yet. Haven't seen him fight, but we've seen him. We've seen him knock out what, three hundred plus people with his hockey. Yeah. Just boom, he just walked in. Everybody passes out. Something to have oh, for a, sec- for a second, I thought you meant like a hockey stick, but that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> just <laughs> he went all Casey Jones up in here. <laughs> and he's he's the only ep- emperor that doesn't have a devil fruit. So, yes, that obviously says something. One, if you're an emperor, you have to be strong as heck, and Two, his hockey is strong enough to beat people alone. Okay, let's let's, so, let's let's okay. Not gonna give a spoiler, but in the war, Whitebeard takes a massive beating. Okay, that is a spoiler already. So you just might as well slide right back out no. of those. <laughs> I, I haven't put put on your backpack and start backsliding because you already way. He said like, moonwalk out of there. <laughs> not not this is not. I mean, like like a smooth criminal. <sighs> I haven't really said go anything. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I haven't really said anything. Just finish, just finish what you're saying, man. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. If you see somebody take a cannonball to the face and still survive... Bro, why you gotta tell? Why you gotta snitch? Why you gotta snitch on that? What part of no spoilers does he not understand? No spoilers spoils everything immediately. (laughs) What? Let me tell you exactly how he didn't die. You know what? I'm gonna stop you right there. I can say this. Anyway, we know, know this battle happens or whatever. So, Kaido, uh, another one of the emperors, quote-unquote, the strongest beast alive. Uh, 
Apparently, Shanks at this point is fighting him in the New World, right? So the strongest beast against Shank, Shanks. Shanks stops, stops the battle just to show up to Marine Ford. That has to say something. That has to say something. So yeah, he's totally on fairy tale. No, he's not. Every time we'll talk about this another time. Maybe they share artists. Or <laughs> he has the exact same powers. But yeah, that that's my <laughs> list. So, yeah, who's going next? You, did, uh, were you able to pull yours up? Uh, yeah, uh, my on the top of my list we have Brock from Pokemon. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I think as a kid it was just cool to see another black guy on anime. Honestly, um, I give it that. Say, I, 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 character though. And Brock from Color Negro, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, we'll, we'll take it where we can get it. Um, since we brought up the fact that Team 7 is the um, main character, I guess, for Naruto, Obito, Uchiha, okay. is my... Obito. Okay. Um, I have Tails from Sonic, and you might not count that as an anime, but there was an anime for Sonic. No, there totally was. I I don't know if I if he, I guess you could. It depends on how yeah. it's written. You His can make him as Sonic. A, the name the, the, the name is Sonic, Sonic, but then again, he's there all the time. Who's the main yeah. character in Naruto? Naruto. Who's the main but, character Superman? Hey, hold up. Who's the main character Sonic? <laughs> Sonic. All right, uh, but he did. He, no, but he, he gave. He gave a very good <laughs> explanation <laughs> on what he meant. No, you said who's the main character in Naruto? My answer would probably be Sasuke. Yeah. Bam. Dropping that out there. <laughs> All right, uh, next I have Cone from um, Leech. <laughs> oh, no. Bro, what's up with this Leech? <laughs> <laughs> you think, like... This is the greatest troll list of all time. <laughs> the greatest troll list of all time. I thought about making a troll list. Oh, uh, and then, uh, wait, just let me say my last one, please. All right. Dark Magician. I'm done. <laughs> What? He has a very solid point. <laughs> Yo, Dark Magician been there since day one. He has a very solid point. I was going to say Karibo, but I was like, nah. Karibo, Karibo too. Karibo too. I would have given Karibo honorable mention, but Dark Magician, no. I mean, yeah, Mar- Dark what, Magician. Uh, what series but, is Dark, Dark, Mar- Dark, Dark Magician from? You know exactly, because there is a box word right under the mic. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, yeah. we constantly have Yu-Gi-Oh around here. I, I have not actually sat down and watched the series. So I'm, I'm generally it's on Netflix. With... It's on Netflix. That's all you got. That's all yeah, you there's a billion things on Netflix that I want to or ought to watch. Speaking so. on Netflix, before I top my list, Jessica Jones. Though. Bro, I was about, I was waiting to get to that. I was well, like, yeah, we'll get to circular that. argument. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get back to Jessica Jones. Uh, top of my list, and I will go chronologically. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye Mihawk. Yes. Number one, like, just as far as, like, guest characters I mean, go, I would give him number like, one, but I, I do agree. Like, he, he's a great secondary character. Yeah, yeah, secondary character as far as, like, story arc, power, just all the things that, like, One Piece does well, Hawkeye Mihawk is at top of that list. Uh, secondary character number two, Old Man Yamamoto. Especially because, like, the first time you see him, you're like, why is this old guy the leader? I mean, it's probably just, like, a legacy thing. He's, like, a thousand years old. And then he decides to fight, and he turns out to be John Bones Jones Sr. What? <laughs> or John Cena. Or John Cena. No, he's like, and like his, 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 he's literally just pure fire. His, his, his sword is just pure fire. Literally. It's just literal fire. It's Phoenix release burn. command is, is, is very Burn telling. everything alive. 
I, I think his release. That man is mixtape. I've seen a few different My favorite translation is burn all creation to ashes. That is like. Bam! Just everything just. You know that's that. That's, that's if I heard that, I'm out. Yeah, like, but that's I'm basically like. that's basically the mic drop of release commands. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, like nope, done. Just burn everything alive. Like if it's in that's front what I want to say to my mixtape right before I drop it. <laughs> what burn all creation to ashes? Yes, I don't like, want to hear that mixtape. You open with that line on a mixtape. That's, that's when you get the walk home. No, Although, <laughs> another, that's when you have bragging rights. You're right about his What I like about him is. It's he's super dangerous even if he's not using a sword. Yeah, he proves that ridiculously clear. Yeah, there's a point where I think one of the captains like started talking, and he just released his spiritual energy. She couldn't even breathe. He was like, "You're a child. Get out of my presence. I don't want. You're a child. This is a full blown captain. No, no, it was, it was, a captain, it was, it was uh, Shunsu's lieutenant. 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 I think he said something like, "You're a thousand years too young yeah. to even come against me," because he's like two thousand years old. Yeah, this is old man. Old man's got some digits on him. Like this old man, young motherfucker plays no games. Yo, I'd be scared if he was like. Boy, honestly, those two were easy. Uh, the third one was kind of hard. I really wanted to pick. Um, Incinerated on the spot. You guys have seen Soul Eater, right? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had, Black Star. Yeah, I want to play Black Star, he's but he's a main character. He's a main character. So, I have to fall back and go with Death. Death? Death. He's a funny character. He's, yep. He fits your mold perfectly. He's kind of one of the strongest characters in the, in the known universe. He is Death Incarnate. But most of the time, he's drawn as this goofy... Sci- OCD. OCD obsessive with giant clown hands, but when he has to fight, I mean... He turns to a savage. He, exactly, he turns into a savage. He's a scary figure, and most of the kids in the academy can't even stand aside of him. Even his son hasn't really seen him fight, and then it gets close to the end of the arc. And um, because they can't just have death come in and, you know, hit it with a two-piece and just end the world. <laughs> um, death is basically put in a position where he can't fight to the fullest of his abilities, so therefore the kids have to step up. But when you do see him go in, like, bruh, Death is, is a really dope character. And, like, it was one of those things, where, like, you saw flashes of it, so you kind of waited for it to happen, and unfortunately we never got that satisfaction checklist at the end of the anime. Maybe it happened in the manga. It did happen in the manga. Okay, cool. But in the anime, it was kind of like... You're never going to read it. Half a checklist. Me? I probably will. But it's like half a checklist, and they're <laughs> like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll let you see what he can do, and then let your mind wander. But in the manga, I'm sure they, they let him go. Yeah. Um, so I have to go with death. And then following up, like, Soul Eater just kind of caught me off guard. I started watching it after playing, like, I think we got to round 45 on Zombies and Black Ops 2 one night, and we're just bored. And was like, hey, you guys watch Soul Eater? No, put it on. I watched the entire series in two days. So it really caught me off guard. So I have to put Frankenstein as number four. Frankenstein's Ooh. another great character. Another yes. great character. He's, he's like he's so weird at first. Like, he's so weird. I was like, I was like, like weird. Why is he but it, screwing his head? Yeah, Frankie. and then it just, it's really, it, yeah, it's just really, it's one of those characters that catch you off guard and granddad running out the list. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say Joey Wheeler, but Joey's. After Joey... I thought of him. I thought about saying Joey Wheeler, but, like, Joey kind of got a couple good dubs out here. Joey's got a, a... Joey's got some nice wins under his belt. And, like, after that, like... I guess... Battle City? 
I would consider him a main character because I wouldn't consider him a main character in the first one, but in, after was. Battle City, he's definitely a main character. So I'll have to go with Frankie from One Piece. <laughs> yeah, just because like the story of how everything happens and like how like I don't want to say transformation, but like how the story arc unwinds. It's just it's a really really good one. So um, Hawkeye, Omen Yamamoto, Death, Frankenstein, and Frankie from One Piece. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, it was just a couple quick things bouncing off that first. Uh, you mentioned you really like Mihawk. I can't remember if I told you, but there's uh, this YouTube uh, series called uh, Men at Arms Reforged, and they make swords. They do I've it seen video. That. I've yeah, seen. they they made his sword. Uh, the one my favorite one is they made is uh, Zelda's Master Sword. Yeah, that was another good one. That was fantastic. But I I, I couldn't remember if I told you about it or you would seen it. But I'm gonna have to go I'll pick that up. Yeah, I oh. saw them make Zelda's Master Sword. And that was really, really cool. Um, I think he basically makes props for Hollywood. So if you've ever seen any, like, middle, middle-aged middle movie that has, like, swords or anything, that guy and his it's company, probably yeah, made the, he probably made it. Well, I think he specifically mentions the, uh, I think it's the Mask of Zorro. Mask of Zorro, It's one yep. that he's made a lot of swords for. Like, um, if it's the, the first season when it's the one, the one, like, older guy with, like, the gray beard and stuff... Um, yeah, I think he probably would have made a lot of, like, stunt swords and stuff. He could probably crank out, like, the more basic-looking stuff really easily. Yeah. But then, like, the really cool or nifty things, yeah, it takes a little longer, but he has some good work. Yeah, they, uh, they even made... I think it was, like... If anyone... It's one of, like, the off... It's the other Metal Gear games. It's um, Metal Gear Rising, when you play as... Uh, you don't, you don't play as Snake, you play as... Uh, lightning. Yeah. Lightning. Yeah, you, they have... Lightning has a sword in his leg. Mm-hmm. They remade that one, so that was really interesting because it's, like, actually a physical leg, but it's a sword. So that was really cool to see. Uh, and then the other thing that kind of came to mind, you mentioned Death from Soul Eater, which I have not seen yet, but it's another <laughs> one of those Try to I'll try to watch it at some point. But I kind of had the thought, any series where you have Death incarnate as a character, it's... There's a really good chance it's going to be a good series if you're interested in watching what happens with Death Incarnate. If, if Death Incarnate isn't, like, just boring, oh, and then everyone dies, or it's just, like, the figure that hovers in the background, but, like, you can interact with Death. And they do Death often. has a personality. Mm. So, um, let's see, another ex- like, another example, which this is straying from anime, but uh, Terry Pratchett, may he rest in peace, uh, the Discworld series, Death is a character. And is an interesting character. He's one of many people's favorite characters in that whole series. Yeah, and um, if you guys are big Marvel fans, you know um, that Death is uh, not only a physical, like, not only does Death exist as an incarnate, but, like, Death is a female, and um, Thanos is actually in love with Death. Like, he is physically in love with the character Death. And she is... She is it. She is Death. She's one of... I don't know too much about the Marvel <laughs> Universe, but to the best of my knowledge, she is one of, like, the otherworldly powers and where she can make herself a physical representation, but she just exists as death. So, she's quite a powerful being, and, like, so, Thanos' obsession, when, when, when Thanos speaks of death, and especially in the Guardians, when he speaks of death, he's actually physically, he's talking about, like, obviously killing somebody, but it's actually, um, it's kind of a two... Double entendre. Yeah, it's a double entendre. Well, he's he's like saying I'm gonna kill you, but it's also I'm sending you to the one that I love. 
So it's kind of like, to him, dying is an honor. So there's also that. So yeah, I agree with you. Death is a death. Death is a, when death exists as a physical thing you can interact with. It always kind of changes the perception and the chemistry of how the show works. But really cool. So I guess that leaves me. So, no particular order. On my list, Hiei from uh, hey. Yu Yu Hakusho. Bro, he's so Man, OP in J-Stars. So J-Stars, oh my gosh, he's so OP. But, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I liked, one thing though, I liked that the way they, they did him in the manga, even though he was overpowered, there were still drawbacks to his power. Um, which they did. There was one particular, I think, attack. I don't remember what the name of it was. He used it during the death tournament. And I think he basically lost the use of his arm for quite a while. He had to go through some some treatment or had to find somebody to, to help him at least get the use of his arm back. So um, uh, then we're going to go to Itachi. No, 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 no. Back that up. Ah... Itachi is a side character, bro? Yes. I, I would a, say he, he's, not mean, he's, uh, he's not a main. Not a main. Not a main. Not a I main. would definitely make him like a no. definitely a main antagonist. No. What do you mean, bro? Sasuke's entire first two years is like in the he's show. Chasing <laughs> bro- yes, he's yes, chasing his bro. Yes, he's chasing after his brother. But he, he, he's not the main antagonist, though. For Sasuke, he's his main antagonist. Yeah, but for, like, for Sasuke. But then once he gets Wait, beyond this, the whole thing is changing. Sasuke is the main character. Who said Sasuke is the main I, character? I made that. Yeah, you said it, so it counts. He said it as a well, joke. I, I would say, like, I, I think Goddard's right because Itachi's a presence through a lot of the series, but he's <clears> not the one. He's not making plots. He's not out there He's saying, not making the plots. And then once he gets beyond Sasuke, he realizes that Sasuke was the one he never... Uh, Sasuke realizes Itachi wasn't the one he really should have been chasing after. Yeah, yeah, all right. I mean, I still feel like Itachi is too much of a main stake in the story to be considered a side character. But hey, that's just... Well, I, I said secondary. I mean, secondary. all the all characters... Yeah. Like, like, the first three characters I named, you wouldn't say they're, like, side characters. At all. At but all. they're not, like... You know, so it, this is about characters who maybe aren't uh, they always in the focus, but they're in the focus a lot. They're important. They're just <clears> not like the the title again, the title character, or in my half joking sense, either the title character or the main character, like in Naruto. Yeah, that's just that's a little that's a little bit of gripe from a, a few arcs of like the manga and such, where it felt like Naruto was basically getting no screen time and Sasuke was getting. Win to win to win to win. And anyway, that's that's a side argument. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Back to Goddard's list. Next is the third Hokage. Ooh. The third Hokage. Shantobi? Yes. Yeah. I almost put... Uh, he was so dope in that movie. On my list. He almost made that He... Movie. I... You see, I wouldn't put him as a secondary True. character. Oh, yeah. Because you hear of him, but then you don't even see him until, like... Almost the end, and they touch on him very, very little. Um, I would, I would even put the first above him, because I mean, obviously, the, everything pretty much started with the first Hokage, and he basically, in some way, had a, a presence, even though they didn't put him in the physical quite yet until much later. Um, but then the third Hokage, though, third Hokage, <laughs> though, I feel like from the very beginning. Uh, Actually, I, I felt like he was like, in a sense, that a bit of an anchor, especially for that you know for the 
first, I, I guess, the initial Naruto series uh, yeah. before his passing, even after his passing, before the change to Shippuden, uh, there was still that talk of him. He still, he left a hole. He had a presence even yeah. though he wasn't showing up in the series. Yeah, and, and, and you could just, you could, even when they found, you know, Tsunade, you could still tell there was that hole that he left. Yeah. And this fight with Orochimaru was so dope to me. Uh, one of my favorite fights from that entire, from the entire Naruto series from beginning to end. And what's crazy is it's made really clear that he is really out of shape at that point. He is very much not at his prime. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's experienced. He's maybe got a little more experience than in his prime, but physically, power-wise, he, he's not as fast. He's not as strong. He is... Yeah. And so, which is just one of those, ooh... <laughs> You know, he would have been. He was scary in his prime, basically. Is what yeah, and that's 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 the wild part is like Orochimaru was his student, and at that point you would have considered Orochimaru in his prime, and the fact that he almost beat him. Well, for all intents and purposes, he beat Orochimaru, but he sacrificed his life. He sacrificed Orochimaru life. had to viciously cheat and like really tilt the odds in his favor. Yeah, he he literally had to rely on zomb- on super zombies. If it had been a one on one fight, no contest. I don't, I don't think he I don't got think those hands. Yeah, he got those hands. He lost his hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's uh, that's three. Um, Kuroko no basket. Akashi. Akashi. Who are you trying to talk about right now? Um, Emperor I, dude. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, you can't Akashi, be, there we you, go. He can't be. No, I, I, I am gonna fight you on this one. I am going to <laughs> okay. fight you on this one. No, he starts standing. Oh no, he he is the antagonist. He is the ultimate antagonist. He's literally the leader okay. of the miracle. That that he's a he's a leader of the generation of miracles. Not only is he that, he's on the best team in Tokyo, Japan. He is okay. not only on okay. the best team. He is the captain of the best team. All right. So All much right. so that the coach doesn't even coach when he plays. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right, like I'm right. fighting you on this one. Nope. Strike that out the list. Strike <laughs> one. All right, all right, all right. Sheesh. Man, I, I stirred some stuff up with my with my restrictions here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try to make you all think, I guess. <laughs> think and too you much. All right. Uh, while 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 I try to fill that in, um, I, <laughs> watch how to watch how to process everything. Move on. Water doesn't come. I okay. So Jessica Jones. I, <laughs> I'm not even done. I'm done. Okay. At this oh. point, I've given three. At my fourth was shot down. <laughs> my fourth was shot down. Um, my next one, I would say Kobe from One Piece. I like Kobe. I enjoy Kobe. I like this transformation. Um, you gotta. He, it's still still happening. I mean, but I guess he's secondary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't even. Yeah, I, mean, can't I don't even ask questions. I like. Uh, I mean, it could be it could be either or. He'd be either secondary or like a side, side character. Side but character. I I feel like though with the way they're building his story, he yeah. will eventually become. And that's why I think it'll be more involved him. definitely in the new. So. That's why I, I'm putting him on this list. Uh, he's one of those kids that was a crybaby, and when he got scared, he couldn't move, couldn't do anything. He's going to become an ad- admiral. And his he's goal is to become an admiral. I'm calling it. Uh, that, I'm calling it. 
and uh, so that's his goal. So he's achieving something. And definitely, when you see him another time, you see that transformation, and he becomes a much not necessarily. He's he's stronger in his own right. Um, he he definitely can uh, for the most part. Um, pretty much hold his own for the most part, and um, in, in a in a way. Uh, but uh, I'm just kind of excited to see where where they take him next, and I like the character development that they've done for him. Um, lastly, oh god, <laughs> oh shoot, now I gotta figure out this. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say Rock. Guys, I know who his last one is. Pony Gone from Zatch Bell. Oh heck no! <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Personally, I think he was. I'm gonna say. Actually, you know what? No, I'm oh, gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna say Rock Lee. Sweet, hey. sweet, sweet. Oh, solid. Rock yeah. Lee. Sweet, sweet. Rockley, as we all know, that oh, that's that is the kid who had, who felt he didn't have the talent, much talent, and he had to do learn, you know, start literally start from the bottom, literally start from the bottom, and and. I mean, him and his dad were both getting roasted. That's a pretty sad childhood. <laughs> bro, his dad looked like Mario, man. <laughs> his dad was a lo- See, like, bro. Look, his dad's getting roasted by real people. That's how bad they. <laughs> his dad was a getting. <laughs> oh no! Man, let this man prosper, yo. Let this man prosper. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's like when you can't level up your because uh, of that week. <laughs> Definitely a his his fight his fight with Gara for me is always top five, always top five in that entire series. During the original Naruto, I think for the entire series, I, I think be, just even for it being that early, it's one of the fights that definitely resonates the most through the entire series, especially for Rock Lee himself. Yeah, because I, mean, I can go back and watch that fight. Like it's always dope going back and watching it every once yeah. in a while. And, and the fact that it, I think people still talk about it, even though the series is done, or how far it's come with so many good fights that they had, I think that's why I think it deserves a top five slot. It may be slotted at the bottom for some people, maybe slotted at the top for others, but I think it, it deserves to be in the top five, personally. So, all right, moving on. What's next? Netflix is on point. Why? Why? Netflix is always on point. Like, think about like, only the, that. Like the last nine series they put out are Netflix exclusive movies. Well, hold on. I think that Netflix started Netflix and Chill. We're gonna ignore that. <laughs> Sliding past that, uh, and we, right, can't, right we right can't even talk about Hulu. We know Hulu. These working. ads, man. Hulu's <laughs> trying, but these ads. <laughs> These ads are grass. And then they make you pay two to three extra dollars just to... Right. So, if you want to watch... If you want to... If you... if Like, like me, we, I don't have cable at my folks' place. So, Netflix and Hulu and Crunchyroll and all that other jazz is what I go through. Um, but the reason I prefer Netflix is because I, I pay eight bucks a month. No ads. I get to watch my show. Yeah, it's, it's a season behind, but like... If I wanted to watch regular TV, I just watch regular TV. And if I wanted to watch it without ads, it's called AdBlock Hulu. I'm not paying you extra money. And if you do pay extra money, it goes from like eight bucks to like eleven, no, twelve bucks. Hmm. Twelve bucks a month. Twelve. But no, no, nope, nope. Not doing it. Not doing it. Anyway, everything they've put out in the last last, I think earlier, 
in the year we talked about Beast of No Nation. Nation. Oh yes, fantastic! So if you guys haven't watched that, you guys sheesh. absolutely need to watch it. It's an amazing look into um, the real life cost of war and like child soldiers, child soldiers and just it's just. It's just a really and amazing And every movie. time I watch it, I think of the song by Lupe Fiasco, uh, Little Weapon, yeah. which talks on child soldiers. Yeah, it's an amazing, Africa, so. amazing, amazing movie. It's really it's a real... And, like, they, they, they pull no punches. Like, they show everything and discuss everything, and it's good. I think Netflix is... It's, it's not quite on the HBO side where, like, there's clapping cheeks every two seconds, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's also, like, not, like, Disney Channel either. Um, so Jessica Jones came out and I was like have all the years I haven't paid attention to it at all all the conventions when they talked about the show I was like this sounds dumb it sounds like elementary where Sherlock is like in New York and Watson is a woman don't get me wrong I think it's an awesome idea it's an execution it just doesn't fit I would much rather watch hey the Netflix Sherlock version with Benedict Cumberbatch and the other guy I can never remember the guy who plays uh, Bilbo Baggins. Martin Freeman, yeah. I think. Yeah. That that is phenomenally done. Um Beast of No Nation, uh, Jessica Jones. Um, if Tim wants to, we could probably talk about a few episodes, but um, Netflix is just, I feel like just in their prime right now, they're just offering amazing content. Jessica Jones is like a superhero TV show set in the superhero world that you know very well. But it's exploring that mid-level where DC guys like us, we don't go. We don't. We don't go to that mid-level Marvel universe. No. I, I don't care. Like, I mean, honestly, I, I kind of felt dumb. <laughs> like Luke Cage is in this. Yes. Yeah. From the beginning, right? Yeah. Literally, like episode one, he's in there, yeah. and I was like, oh, there's a black guy. I was like, oh, interracial. That's cool. And then she says, Luke. I'm like. Oh, this is Luke Cage. <laughs> I didn't know it was Luke Cage. I didn't realize it was Luke Cage either, and I was like, oh, oh so I, this is... That much I knew and before. the I great part it about yet. it is now they have... They don't even have to do an origin story for Luke Cage because we're seeing part of his origin story now. Not to mention they're going to do the Luke Cage thing, and then they're going to bring in the rest of the... Daredevil crew, and then probably do like another. I don't. I want to say I've heard they're doing Iron Fist as yes, a series. Yes, that's and been, so uh, we'll have at that point we'll have had probably two seasons of Daredevil, a season of Jessica Jones, a season of Luke Cage, a season of Iron Fist, and then I believe they're gonna do a team series. I think they're calling it Defenders. Yeah, am I right? I, I mean, you might. I might. I'm, I Something. honestly, I pay zero attention to things on that level of, unless it's video game related. If it's Fallout, I can tell you. I can tell you when they started. That's fair. Conception. That's fair. I can, I can tell you when they started contact art because I no, know. No, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, I want to say that's kind of where it's going. So Netflix kind of has. I feel like Netflix has almost said. Netflix and Marvel sat down and are like, "You want to have a plan? I want to have a plan. You want to have a plan? I want to have a plan." They have a plan, and they're going with it. And it's so far, it's working out fantastic. Yeah. Like, okay, even going like further back into like their catalog, like the first, very, very first season of. Uh, House of Cards, fantastic. I think the show has grown a little bit way more since, um, but it's still an amazing show. Orange is New Black. I watched the first season. I couldn't really keep up with it after that. It's I just watched the first season. It's man. just weird now. I just, I just, I think it's amazing. I think all the women on the show are amazing actors. I think definitely deserve everything that they're getting. I mean, I've honestly, I think that show single-handedly has had more it's female African American Emmy winners than anything else. 
But I just don't. It's just but not. But that for me. show at the same time, I think, propelled to a higher status before House of Cards. I think which helped. I think House of Cards was more famous first. But I might be wrong about that. Uh, I mean, I'm not. Well, obviously, we know House of Cards is now at a at a status. I I think that is much higher than than House. Uh, I mean, Orange is the New Black, at least in my opinion. But hey, different strokes for different folks. Um, but Netflix is just on point, and like that um, brings me into my personal question. We talked about um, subscription based services like Loot Crate. Apparently, this month's Loot Crate is on point, but. Do you feel like things like Spotify Premium, Apple Music, Netflix, Hulu, do you feel like the things they're giving you um, in return for the money, because you are paying them, you are paying for a service, do you feel like it is worth what you pay? I mean, and there's different tiers. I mean, there are people who probably pay $20 a month for Netflix because they have DVD players. They get DVDs. People do that in this universe. I don't. Personally, I, I I have a PS4 and Xbox One. I don't own a single Blu-ray because I don't care because I would much rather watch it digitally anyway. Personally, that's how I feel about it. I, I, I definitely don't mind paying at all, especially for Spotify. I love it. It's been good to me. Like, I've had any problems. Don't got to deal with ads. I can, like, save the music to my phone, make playlists, and do all that stuff. I can even play on my computer, like, select song on my phone, play on my computer, PS4, do stuff like that. So, I... That's really, like, the only thing I pay for. And I pay for this month of Netflix just like so I watch Jessica Jones. I mean, you just got <laughs> on my Netflix to watch it. Why? Bro, you signed out. I was like... I have a phone, dog. At the time, you didn't have it. You right. You right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, no, we'll talk about that in the money. Well, you right. know what? It's cool. Right. I got this month. I'm about to cancel after this, so it's all good. Don't worry about it. So, um, so for, nice for me... Uh, <laughs> you a free trial. I, I, it, it, it depends. It depends on what it is and really what you're trying to do. Like I have Apple Music. Apple Music is basically Spotify. There's a lot of features like Spotify. Just better. It, it, there, there are some aspects that are are better. For one, uh, the payment. You can have up to six people on one plan and pay fifteen Why bucks a month <laughs> instead of doing an individual, which is ten bucks a month. So I mean, there, there, there is that. So that, that to me was like, oh. Let me put my siblings on it. Save, save some money. Um, and then, uh, like, for example, when Drake released his Hotline Bling video, I could watch it via Apple Music because that's how he released it before it even hit the internet. Because yeah, so, there, there's, there's a way they have this whole connect thing where you can follow artists and then you go to, like, a little section in the app. And it just... It shows, like, it's almost like Facebook or Twitter where they post stuff. So you can hear songs that they have ideas for. I heard a song from um, one of the artists I follow, Zed. He's like, hey, I'm doing a contest. It's this song. Uh, let me hear your ver- verse on it, and if I like it, I may bring you to the studio to record it. That was on Apple Music. And I'm like, we can, we can do this now? We, we can communicate with uh, you know, the public in, in such a way that I didn't, didn't realize that was you know, necessarily possible. So it just, I guess it ultimately just depends on what you want to do and how you want to go about it. But I think for the most part, generally, they are yeah. worth it. I don't know. Hulu is not worth it. <laughs> Hulu is not worth it. These ads, man. These ads. Uh, okay. These so, ads. Let me, let me. And if you, okay, here's the thing. And if you have Hulu. He has so much on his mind pay, right now. And you have ad block. They're just going to show you a blank screen for a minute and yes. a half. I'm like, I'm, 
<laughs> well, so if you can't tell, I really hate ads. Like I really hate ads. And if this show ever starts doing ads, it's gonna be in a way that's non non invasive, non juicy. I know that whole last segment sounded like a big pitch for like Netflix. We're not sponsored by Netflix. We're not sponsored by PlayStation. We ain't getting it's no sponsored money by either. nobody. We, we but the budget, the man still is still up. not invaded the podcast yet. So we still out here just doing whatever we feel like. Like I'm sick. I just came in to say a few things, and I'm here. And but. my knee hurts a lot. <laughs> Your uh, knee hurts. Bro, like, my my legs get... How do you think I feel? My leg is so cold right now. Other people have other problems, like right. ads, guys. Let's like ads. <laughs> so I, I, think, I think the consensus, it sounds like, is that... We hate ads. In, well, we hate ads. That's, that's consensus number one. Consensus two would be that subscription-based services or fee-based services or... Yeah, all good except for Hulu. Are, well, it's the concept is good. It's uh, the quality varies. It just depends on who it is. So Hulu yeah. bad, Netflix good. This you know others. In Funimation the world. I actually like a lot. Funimation like shows me like it's got like fairy tale on there, classic stuff. But I just over the summer I discovered this anime called Gangsta, which um, is just so out of the realm of any anime I typically watch. It's more gun based and like short of like Black Lagoon and Full Black Metal Lagoon which is good. Yeah, Full Metal I know there's magic in there, but like it's not it's not really it's more based in like real world and it's more augmented people versus like powers and these are just soldiers who are in battle and they had experiments done on them and they had consequences and so like I like that there's a real human element. You really feel like these characters are just they live in the world where horrible atrocities happen every day and they're just trying to survive. I so look for that when I watch One Piece sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> there, there are snail phones. Snail phones. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, so like Funimation, I really like. Uh, I, I still can't commit uh, to, I can't commit to Loot Crate. Like, it's just too inconsistent. Like, this month the Combat Box have some really dope stuff in there, but it's like Fallout Blizzard, those two alone I would have paid for. Um, but then, like, I guess it was just a bunch of other filler items as an exclusive bobblehead in there. Like, it's a, a exclusive Loot Crate Funko Pop bobblehead from Fallout. So, I'll probably end up breaking down and buying it just because I'm addicted to Fallout. Literally addicted to Fallout. If you looked at my Pip Boy, it'd say addicted to Fallout. Um, yeah, I'm playing a lot of Fallout. <laughs> On that note, let's Fallout. talk about Fallout. Uh, you have a serious problem, sir. Yeah. <laughs> no, Fallout. You, anyone here playing Fallout? You playing Fallout? Are you I'm playing work. Fallout. I I don't I don't have a copy of Fallout yet. At some point I will play it. I've Do played you Fallout. Want a copy of Fallout? Uh, at some point maybe. I don't have a system to play it on yet. So. You don't have a PC? Yeah. I, I can help you out, brother. No, at some point we'll do that. But cool. Or uh, maybe I'll just come over here and steal yours for a while. <laughs> I'm not gonna say no, but we're some now. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Goddard myself and most of my Xbox Live and PlayStation 4 friends was just playing Fallout right now. Yeah. But. We're still waiting for Ninja Storm 4. Still waiting <laughs> for Ninja Storm 4. But I think, like, the game released to a lot of fanfare, yes, but a lot of, I think, mixed mixed opinions about the game. Most people, I, most people who talk about the game love it. They like it. They can't get enough of it. I think that's a song somewhere, but no, we're going to slide right past that. But a lot of people are understandably disappointed and a little upset. I don't think upset is the right emotion, but um, they're just not quite satisfied. They're irritated. One, I think uh, irritation might be a better word. Irri- okay, maybe, maybe irritated. Um, 
But um, so let's Perturbed. discuss. Huh? Perturbed. Perturbed is a good one. Yeah. Um, let's talk. I want that vocabulary. So. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Word of the day. <laughs> Three things I really want to talk about. Um, number one is the glitches. Uh, uh, the glitches are there. The game is the game is the game is very glitchy. I don't care what system you're on, the game is very glitchy. Yes. Somebody told me that's not even on Xbox. I'm like, what yes, do you it mean is. it's glitches. not? Someone's like, yeah, you were just playing on PS4, that's all it is. I'm like, no, there are glitches on Xbox too. Yeah, there's plenty of glitches on Xbox. I know because I'm playing it, I'm experiencing them on a daily I'm experiencing Sometimes that the too. glitches help me out. Like, I was getting attacked by like a feral ghoul, mm-hmm. and for some reason, I just ran out of ammo. But he like jumped at me and fell through the world. And then popped back up, but he was stuck in the ground. So I literally just stepped on his face until he died. I just kicked him until he died. Wow. Um, but then sometimes Savage. it's like, it's like, I'll be trying to. Just sometimes I'm just like walking through the world, and character will freeze. Like um, I have this issue where when I, I'm really I really enjoy like the settlement building and the weapon crafting. But sometimes when I go into, like, the edit mode and I come back out, I'm stuck in this weird, like, first person. It's almost like a free camera mode, but it's yeah. not what I want to do. I can't run. I can't can't see my character. I can't change screens. I can't. I'm basically just a moving camera. Um, and then I have to hit start, and then it fixes itself. Um, for pe- people, I think I said this last episode, and I'm sorry if I sound repetitive and I sound like a broken record. But people have been waiting for this game for seven years, and if I were to load a game and get killed by a feral ghoul simply because the game is broken, not because of anything I did, but the game is fundamentally not broken, but like it's it's not complete. It's not performing as expected. It's not performing as expected. I'd be if I waited seven years. Like if Skyrim comes out and these problems are on there, I'm gonna have a real issue with Bethesda, and I love. I love the Elder Scrolls series. So I, if I said Skyrim, I meant Skyrim 2. Again, I'm sick. I apologize. Elder Scrolls 6. If Elder Scrolls 6 releases and it's still as buggy as Fallout 4 is, like, we're, we're, we're going to have to have a concert with Bethesda. At some point, it's cute, and it's like, oh, it's a Bethesda game. It's expected. But it's 2015. Like, Todd Howard, I love you guys. Like, please. Like, hire more QA. I don't, yeah, there's some things that should have just been fixed in QA, just like, like, enemies, like, literally walking past you, and then they realize that they saw you, and then they turn around like, oh, yeah, that's a bad guy, now let's shoot him, like, and not because my sneak was high, I wasn't even sneaking, I was literally standing in the corner, and I went to go get food, and I came back, and the enemy walked right past me, and then they turned around, and I was like, oh, yeah, you're a bad guy, now I'm gonna shoot you, and I'm like, okay, there's a lot of little, little things, like, the dog, the dog has gotten me killed on multiple occasions. I left him a long time ago. I'm sorry. I'm running around with a dog. Dog meat is a fantastic companion. Um, you, you, there's so many glitches involved in the dog, which I think they should have. They should have. If, if you're gonna have, the dog is basically on the cover of the game. You might as well be on the cover of the game. I think every trailer I've every seen, every single trailer the that dog in is in it. Um, he's basically a main character. Uh. You can you like you can kind of get one of the end level weapons pretty early on. As soon as you can get the as soon as you get the dog, you can go back to a certain point in the game and get pretty much level, a weapon you're not supposed to get until you're at least at least level twenty five. 
and you can get it right there just because you can. There's a glitch with the dog, and I'm not gonna say it. I I don't I, I don't I don't like doing glitches or or breaking because I feel like once you do that point, what's the point of the game? There's an unlimited caps glitch where you can pretty much just um, there's a trading system, and if you you can bug the trading system to where you can just pretty much clean out any trader in the game for everything they're worth. And at that point, then what's the what's point of playing point? the game? What's the point in discovering weapons? What's the point in like chasing after a particular weapon? Because there was this world conquest. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I I was fighting a a a boss level monster, and I really could have used a mini nuke launcher. I, have, I found one. I, have, I just see, found one. That sense of excitement. That that Sound when, like Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> that sense of excitement when you like then they even like. I found <laughs> exactly. They're legendary enemies who drop legendary weapons in the game, and some of them are great. Some of them I feel are undeserving of their legendary status. But you know, yeah. that's that's just a design thing that we could argue about for years. But I think it's cool. Um, but like, if you can pretty much just like at the start of the game go to a single trader, do this glitch, all of a sudden you have unlimited ammo for every single weapon type, and you have any kind of armor you want from the very start then what's the point in playing the game um so i don't do glitches i personally just don't i think they break the experience um the second thing i want to talk about is the systems um particularly the well the weapon building and the leveling up um they're great they could be a lot better because they don't tell you anything they really don't what they, uh, they don't they, you, you level up and then all of a sudden you you, cha- you add a perk so you put a star onto that perk, but then you're. I'm trying to figure out like, okay, so what next? Like, yeah. my thing what, is, what what have I just leveled up in terms of this aspect of like, that what ability? Does that want to do exactly? Yeah, and like I know a lot of people are gonna say, oh, it's a simplify micromanaging, but you look at how like Diablo with Reaper of Souls, I think they did it fantastically. You have your base stats, and then you have your level. Once you max out, you have Paragon levels, and you can't, like, change in your base stats, but what you can do is add a percentage, so, like, you're 3% faster, you do 10% more critical damage. Those, like, 50% more damage with non-automatic rifles, that's there, but 50% from what? 50% from 10 damage? 50% from 50 cent damage? 50% from my base damage stat? 50% damage from my base damage stats plus my weapon stats? 50% from my weapon stats? Like... It doesn't tell me. It just gives you general stuff. Yeah, and like uh, the, the, it's like in Skyrim, it's not that big of a problem because you're whacking something with a sword. <laughs> Eventually, it will die. <laughs> but in Fallout, where there's such... no, I mean honestly, it's, yeah, it's Skyrim, very like, true. I'm, it's very true. I mean, I I I I, I tell everybody this. I, in Skyrim, I almost always play a sneaky build because you do ten percent um, at the start of the game. You do. 3% sneak damage. Bonus. So your your damage is multiplied by 3 just because you're sneaking. If you successfully do it. You can get to the point where, in Skyrim, you can do like 50% bonus damage. Because there's a sword. Or times 3. Hmm? I was like times 30. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so you're saying I mean, times 3. Yeah. yeah. So in Skyrim, there's a perk that gets you times 10 sneak damage. There's also a dagger that doubles your like max damage. So it's like... I've seen someone like literally one shot a dragon in Skyrim. That's kind of broken. What? Yeah, yeah. There's, if you watch the video, he he's hard. <laughs> yeah, he he like one shot a dragon. He was sneaking. He was he's invisible. A dragon slayer. Went up to a dragon, like poked the dragon with the dagger, and that the dragon just fell over. Just fell over the side of the mountain. <laughs> it just the Clearly, it was just a dagger of dragon slaying. Uh, 
Do you would yes. think? I mean, no, it's just, <laughs> it just does that against everything. It's amazing. Right. It's an. I mean, I, I, I think it's fun, and it takes a while to get there. Don't get me wrong. You just can't like sneak into a cave and just start one shotting death claws. No, they'll eat you alive. But they don't. Ex- it, again, it's not. I feel like they should have taken another six months, and this might be sacrilegious. Someone's waited seven years. I feel like you could wait another six months for polish. Um. Yeah. I'm happy with the game. I'm, like I said, I bought the Pip Boy. I own Collector Strategy Guide, the Ultimate Strategy Guide that just released on Friday is on its way here. Um, there's a couple things I'm picking up on Black Friday. So I know a couple places have like actual Vault Boy bobbleheads. I'm going to own all of them. Like I have all the special ones on back order, but um, there's also like, all seven. Hmm. All seven. And then there's all 20 bobbleheads, so I have those um, on back order too. Bobbleheads? What are the other bobbleheads? So there's for? the speed skill, the sneak. Well, those aren't considered special. Like special is is, is um, strength, perception. Oh, the, okay, the, the main so, seven. So the special ones, the I, special, I, yeah, okay. I have those on back order. The original Vault Boy with the he just has his thumb out. I have that one on back order, and then there's like all 20 bobbleheads. There's like a set. I have those on back order. So I'm spending a ridiculous amount of money on Fallout already. Yeah, careless. I love the game. Buy it, play it. But it's broken. Um, I had heard, I think I saw something, maybe it was on like Facebook, because they got a bajillion little trending stories, something about patches incoming for the game. And I'm like, that's kind of telling if it's like, what are we at, two weeks, three weeks out now, something like that, and they're already rushing patches out. It's kind of like... I mean, but like... I mean, stuff happens, but... And again, we have seen worse. Like, I mean, Assassin's Creed Day 1 was unplayable. Assassin's Creed Unity... (laughs) Assassin's Creed Syndicate is fantastic. Play it. Tomb Raider is fantastic. Play it. Um, but Assassin's Creed Unity was basically unplayable. We have seen worse. I mean, I'm, we've actually seen like trailers the day before, and then the game comes out and looks nothing like the trailer. Like, where is this content you promised that is not here? Watch Dogs. That happened with Watch Dogs and some other games. Um, but the last thing I want to say is, um, is it overwhelming to have so much freedom? This is kind of a discussion topic. Um, in video games in general, I love the fact that I can go wherever I want. I don't know what level I am anymore. I stopped caring. I just now completed, like, the third main story mission. I just now found a certain character who leads you to help you. I don't want to get into spoilers at all, but I just now found a certain character who helped me yeah. down the main story path. We're, we're basically in the same path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Area. I mean, but I've done, like, 90, 90, at, at least 90 side missions. I've... Saved so many old women and cats from trees and raided so many things. At this point, I'm just like, I don't even know. I got if an I entire can. village mad at me. Yeah, like, I don't an even... entire community mad at me because See, of the, I feel like the choice if I, I play made. that game, I will not go with the main story at all. I See, that's just, the thing. Like, I'll just go point, with the game and live. Do like, some people stop caring? At the, like, I'm, I'm, if anyone's listening, I want you to write in. At some point, do you stop caring about if a game is too big? Do you stop caring about the main story and just live in the world? Because right now, I'm just kind of existing. Like yeah. to me, uh, I like there's a built-in sense of urgency from the very start. But for me, there's nothing like reminding me like, hey, you should be doing this right now. Um, or maybe it's maybe it's just the way I'm built. Cause like I played The Witcher, and I did one main story mission, and then I played Gwent for like 45 hours. I'm gonna go back to that game. I will eventually beat it on hardest difficulty because I just like doing that. But I just I love. I, and don't get me wrong, I want them to do this more. I want them to develop this idea that they have. I want them to fully flesh it out and clean it up and make it look pretty for Elder Scrolls Six, Because I want I want to live in that world. I want to see what, what part of the universe we're going to be in. 
<clears throat> but at one point, is at what point is a game too big? We have had three ginormous games this year: The Witcher, Metal Gear, and now Fallout. Um, I have all three. Have I beaten all three? No way. I don't know when. I'll probably be 30 by the time I beat all three to the level of my satisfaction. Because to me, I want all the achievements. I will get all the achievements. But not only that, I want to see what exists in the world. I want to discover those stories that you don't, they don't really tell you. Like, in one of the early stages of the game, there's this building. You go up in this building, there's a guy, there's two skeletons. And obviously they died when the nuke dropped. But one guy is strangling somebody over a locked safe and if your skill is high enough you get to get in the safe and you discover why somebody is strangling you see two skeletons strangling each other and you're like hey I wonder what happened there if you really want to you can find <laughs> out and there's all these little little stories yeah, that are just kind of littered in the world I enjoy learning about those and I'm, I'm definitely a completionist I know it's an older it's an older generation thing kids these days kind of want to play it beat it move on to the next game heck no yeah so at what point does the game start being too big John do you have an answer for that well I feel like there's no one answer there because I mean, as you're talking about this, and I'm thinking through some of the games I've played. I mean, like it. You mentioned something about you felt like the game was trying to give you a sense of urgency, but you're just doing all the side missions. And I feel like there's kind of two things there. On the one hand, there's the in my mind fully positive of the game isn't just like your full hardcore main story. This is all there is to the game thing. You know, that's. I mean. Taking that to its fullest fruition gets you games like the, uh, what probably I think like the Call of Duties and whatnot. Where you know the games where there's like ten hours of gameplay and that's it, and it's okay. There's your story. You're done. Multiplayer. So that's I mean yeah, and then it's just <laughs> multiplayer. And I mean, you know, if there's listeners out there who love those games and live, breathe them, awesome. But for me, that's that's not enough. Yeah. Um, so, but if the game is going to give an open world, it needs. I think it needs to let you do something with it. So it needs to either be like, you know, Bethesda games and all these where you have side missions, you have things you can go do, or the only other one that comes to mind that's, okay, it's totally open, would basically be something like Minecraft. Technically, well, not technically, you don't have missions in Minecraft, but because of the way the game works, you can manipulate everything. And that's kind of the thing that was I was thinking about with Fallout 4 is I know one of the big selling points of the game is not just... Oh, it's big. There's a lot. There's more missions, more story, more this, more that. You can. You were talking about. You can customize your weapons. You can customize your armor. You can build. You can build more than one town. So even aside from the side missions, there's that stuff. So that's good. But the I think, you know, we talk about urgency in games. I think the issue that comes into play there is, you know, they want to make it sound like it's urgent when they write the write the scripts and you know build the mission, whatever. But video games, there's only so much you can do for urgency in a video game because the whole point is that you're able to pause, save, set it down, and come back later. You're not playing it in real time, you know. So, I mean, how, how do you give urgency in a video game? It's I think that's the big question. I mean, you could, do you track time played? And so, like, say there's a mission, oh, you have to go, like, on the small scale they do it, you know, you have, oh, you have ten minutes to do this, or you have an hour to do this, whatever. But for a main overarching story, you, you have to anticipate that it's going to take you 30 hours, 40 hours, 50 hours, whatever, you know, however many hours they say, you know, that's one of the figures anymore they like to put out there. So this game has this many hours of content. 
Um, or like this many hours of main story and this many hours of side content. So, I mean, it's, it's one of the things that I think is a strength and a weakness at the same time of the video game medium. Yeah. The, the medium itself, I think. It's, it's not even the industry, it's the medium. It's, it's something that I think is still being explored. Um, I mean, in a movie, obviously, the sense of urgency is, you know, the movie has a set time limit, and they, say, you know, they may say, oh, this much time has passed. Uh, a book, in some ways, kind of does the same thing. You're reading it, and they say, okay, it's been three days, and they have two days left to do this thing or whatever. Um, you know, talking from my experience, when you're playing a, uh, a tabletop role-playing game and you're sitting around, it's kind of like a video game in that you have pauses because you can't get through... Um, if it's uh, a larger story campaign, you're not going to get through it in one night or one day or even one weekend, you know, like two days in a row or whatever. So it's going to take you more time than that. So you have to, essentially, you put it on pause. But with when it's not on pause, um, I think there's... The way that those games work, you know, there's a little more freedom because you have an actual person controlling the world, essentially. You have the game master. So there's a... We can't match that in a video game. You know, as smart as game AIs can be, they're not an actual person sitting there interacting with you saying... Okay, so how much time are you going to take to do this? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Scribble, scribble, scribble. Roll some dice just to roll some dice. Everybody around the table starts to sweat. I've been there. It happens. <laughs> they like doing that. Um, so you, you can't organically insert urgency with a video game because you don't have somebody at the other end. I mean, yeah. not in a non-MMO or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that's, that's, I think that's kind of the answer there. As far as how big is too big... I don't think there's an answer for that. I think it just depends really on the quality not. of the game. I know that there is one thing that may, that lets you know your game is too big, and that's if you have a system in which people can order pizza from the game. Ah, uh, that was... That was tragic, and that's what I think. I think if people are getting that submerged inside the game, it's probably a little bit too big. Now, At okay. least for that person. And, like, here's my thing. Like, these games are ginormous, but we have, I think, Elite Dangerous just came out. It's like a Splace Exploratory game. Those people like that game, fantastic. I'm not touching that game. There is a thing, and like this is this is still somehow I don't get it. It is somehow smaller than No Man's Sky, which is still yet to come out. There's something like 13 billion planets that you can explore. You can explore. You can because No Man's Sky is based on no no. no, This is elite. Oh, elite elite dangerous. No Man's Sky is something like 300 billion. And No Man's Sky is based on an algorithm. It's there is no really yeah yeah base pot. It's basically a giant math problem, and it creates the world as you go. There's no barrier so much. So in other words, it's not storing all of these pre-made yes things. yeah. And it's so and my thing is like at what point with three hundred billion planets, at what point does something become repetitive? Because you can only see a glowing star-eyed fish. So many times before, like I, I'm done with this game, but like, the at the point they were at 32 bit and they're moving up to 64 bit. At that point, if you spent only one second on every planet, it would take you 390 thousand years to explore every planet in, in No Man's Sky. At 34 bits, they're moving up to 64 bits. Why? <laughs> Why? That's pro- that is probably <laughs> that is that makes that is the thing that makes no sense to me. I, people are beyond excited for this game. I can't wait to check it out. I'm, I'm actually probably gonna myself. buy a PlayStation VR 
just for this game. That's how excited I am for it. Wait, it is VR? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's VR. But Um, if it isn't, it's a big miss. I mean, if people like Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty on the PlayStation podcast, PS, I Love You, XOXO, have discussed this into extent. So go listen to them. They're industry experts. They're probably the two people I trust in this industry as far as PlayStation are concerned. Those two... Yeah, go listen to them. If it's anything concerning PlayStation, go listen to Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty. They have a PlayStation podcast called P.S. I Love You XOXO. It's a love letter to PlayStation, and they are doing phenomenally. So if you want to learn more about that, go listen to that podcast. But it's like, it's a giant universe. It's all first person. It is probably the best property that can come packaged with PlayStation VR. If not built for VR. Like, it's... it's Even when they're showing trailers for it, at E3, the gameplay, it was all widescreen. You see the little black on top, the little black on the bottom, and the world around you, so it just seems like it fits. And the trailer they showed was some, like, sports game, and it looked cool, but to me, I was like, No Man Beyond... No, no I mean, No Man's Sky looks amazing, would look amazing on this, and I think a lot of industry experts are suspecting and expecting this will come out as either PlayStation VR exclusive or definitely one of a launch titles type thing. It would make sense. I mean, from what you're saying, it makes sense. Yeah. And then, so, we're waiting. PlayStation, um, PSX, December. Um, so, it's around the corner. I think we've got, like, a week or two before it comes out until it starts. I think it's the first one in December. So, two weeks. Jeez. Um, I'm saying this now. I don't know if it's going to happen. But, Sony, come out on the stage. Say whatever you're going to say. Midway, that little lull that usually happens to the conference, come out with Shu Yoshida and just announce the price of PlayStation Plus is going up $10. But for that, we are including PlayStation Now. You're going to get all PlayStation 1 games backwards compatibility starting now. Please, please. I, I will forget about the name change thing for a while if they do that. And I have been campaigning for this. I am begging for this. PlayStation ne- PlayStation Network is an amazing product. What they offer is brilliant. I haven't been on my PlayStation much because I'm playing Fallout on my Xbox. Um, but I feel like PlayStation Network is an amazing product. What they offer is good. But PlayStation Now is garbage. I understand they purchased Gaikai for, I don't know, $13 million or whatever. And that's how they want to do backwards compatibility. And it makes sense that they want to do it as a streaming service. So that way they're not putting the cell processor from the PS3 into the PS4, therefore making it more hard to develop for, therefore making it more costly. But I feel like that is a good solution. And, I mean, the numbers haven't come back for backwards compatibility. It released on November 12th for the Xbox One. The numbers haven't come out for how many backwards compatible games are being played and how many hours... They're being played, so we don't know if the market really wants this. I mean, the people say that they love it, but is the market truly reflecting that, you know? And I feel like that's something we would want to give it. So you said it was the beginning of November? December. November. Oh, no, for Oh, yeah, 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 the beginning of November. So, yeah, November 12th was when it went live, yeah. I mean, maybe this is just, like, my stats class from college speaking, but, like, as just an offhand number, I would want to see, like, a solid, like, three months of numbers... You know, because that would take us through the Christmas season into the new year. So, you know, that's, you know, time periods where people will be getting games. People will be 
having time off, you know, snow days, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I, I feel like that would give us a really good idea of the numbers. Like, two weeks of numbers is, I mean, yeah, I don't feel like that would be enough. But, like, three months, you know, a year is a lot to expect. But yeah. three months would give us a good sample of, is this really a big thing? Yeah. Or is it not? And, and I think that that makes sense. And maybe that's what they're waiting to see. Maybe they are... I mean, I don't know, and I think from what I've from what I've heard from listening to podcasts beyond, PS, I love you, XO. People generally enjoy PlayStation now. They pay the extra thirty dollars and they pay to rent the game that they want to rent. So that way, the kid can try out Super Monkey Boy or whatever game that they're trying out while Dad is playing Fallout. Um, so there are people who use it and enjoy it and like it. I just don't... I feel like, first of all, I feel like the price tag is too high. And, again, this is all... It's all kind of been leading to this. Um, it's a subscription-based service, but I don't think the value is worth it. For, like... I already pay 50 bucks a month. or yeah, 50 so bucks for the year. 50 bucks for the year for PSN. Well, I should have to pay another $35. Not only have to pay $35 just to get access to the service, I then have to rent the game. When I could go to Best Buy or GameStop and find the same game used for ninety nine cents. No, I'm not renting it for five ninety nine. So the rentals, oh, so the, the rentals cost yes. money. Ooh, yes. yeah, ooh, yeah. It's like you pay for play. You, before you can even access PlayStation now, you have to have PlayStation Plus. So you're either paying on a monthly basis or a yearly basis. If anyone listening to this, buy PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live on a yearly basis because you save so much more money. Anyway, then you have to buy access to PlayStation now. You get a free month. And then you have to rent the game. Granted, rentals are like anywhere from 20 to 90 days, but I'm not paying $15 to rent uh, Lightning Returns, the PS3 version, for 90 days. Never. That game you costs might as like, well buy it. That game costs $12. And I, honestly, like if I just worked like three extra shifts, I could just buy a PS3 and buy that game and play it whenever I want. Well, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, talking about this, like, I would contrast that with. I believe it's is it GameFly that's it's basically Netflix for games. Yes, and like at that. I mean, I don't, I don't know how quality it is. Yeah, I think and it's I've rental of things. the the hard the hard copy, if you will. But I mean, it's it's a set monthly price, and it's like Netflix. It's if you have one game for that whole time, you have one game. If you like swap in five games or whatever, you get the five games, you know. And they probably have a streaming... Ser- they're probably going to get a streaming service there or the equivalent. You I know, think, yeah, I think Game, Gamefly, Gamefly should be working on some sort of digital distribution content. Some way to, like, figure out how to digitally distribute content. I think I think it'd be fantastic, but... Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited for PSX. I'm, I don't want to call myself a new PlayStation guy because for the longest time, I had a PlayStation 2. Like, honestly, I was so late to the PlayStation 2 game that I had it... For most of the 360 PS3 generation, I like skipped out on the PS3, but um, I don't think like I messed much until the very end. And at that point, all those games got ported to my PS4 anyway. Yeah, um, yeah I had the PlayStation One. I think I, I remember telling you guys like one of the first times I played Mortal Kombat was on the PlayStation One <laughs> at a carnival. Yeah, so I I love PlayStation. I like my Xbox a lot, but I feel I more drawn towards PlayStation this generation, which is fine, because that's kind of where my allegiances lie. Like, I've always had a Nintendo, always had a Game Boy, but, like, I would call myself a PlayStation fan. I almost bought a Nintendo 3DS the other day. Just because Yo-Kai Watch looks so interesting. It's a it knockoff like Pokemon, Pokemon, but it looks again. really good. <laughs> I yeah. looked at it, and I'm like, that I, looks like this Pokemon? That looks like that Pokemon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and the other thing is... um. 
So we can leave on that, and then we probably should wrap it up soon. But two more discussion topics. Nintendo, their Nintendo Direct happened. Did anyone care? Did that no. happen? Yeah, it happened. Did anyone <laughs> I really care? I, I missed that it happened. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I had, like the, the I want to say the diehard Nintendo fans were calling GameStop the minute it ended, trying to pre-order stuff. Cool, good for them. I actually kind of am mad. I missed out on the collector's edition of uh, Fire Emblem Faiths. It's completely sold out. Ooh. Yeah, sold out. Sold Ooh. out online and in-store. Sold out, company-wide. Ooh. Yeah. Ouch. Collector's edition sold out, company-wide. I think like two days. Yeah, and it's a 3DS game. I think I, I, I have to look it up, but it's definitely one of the fastest selling like 3DS properties that I've personally seen go that fast. Um, so I'm kind of mad I missed out on that. Um, but other than that, they announced Zelda is coming to the Wii U. Um, I listened to some people speculate that it might be one of those things where it comes out on like the end of the Wii U and also gets like ported up. For the new system, NX, whatever. That have they is. announced that they're gonna have a new system? Well, they've I been think, talking about the Nintendo NX. Yeah, for and I think a few this, years. they said this is like their last shot at a main console. I believe. Yeah. If it flops, then they're they're gonna stick with the handheld market, which is fine because like that's where you go anywhere in the world and somebody's playing a 3DS. Yeah. You go to any convention in the world, 50 percent of the population is playing the 3DS. You go to Japan, especially at cons. Oh my god! Go to Japan and 3ds's are everywhere. Vita's everywhere too. Work at Walmart and the kids buying 3ds every other day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. the same kids. So like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know what the profit margins are for them on a 3ds. I probably, probably they're probably making as much as they're losing on the Wii U because that thing is not selling at all. I kind of want to buy a Wii U just so we can start playing Smash again and have like weekly Super Smash Brothers tournaments in this house because that was one of the yeah good old times. So. Uh, Black Friday, more than likely we'll have a Wii U, or like by Christmas for sure we're gonna have a Wii U. I'm gonna buy myself one and just play Smash Brothers all day. Anyway, um, does anyone care what Nintendo is doing? Or is like the only <laughs> thing I care about and that I'm worried about is that whole Pokemon Go mobile game. Like I, I think no, I see, overhyping see, it. See, it, that's that's overhyped. what I'm saying. Like, like that's the only thing I care about and I'm worried about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make solid sense. Uh, but other than that, I haven't really cared to hear what Nintendo's doing. Yeah. Uh, they haven't really done anything lately that's, like, said, ooh, I have to go out and get that. Yeah. Even no. for me, like, Microsoft properties are kind of becoming stagnant. Don't crucify me. But, like, Halo's Halo. Gears of War is Gears of War. Uh, I mean, like... Huge props to Phil Spencer for what they did with the Tomb Raider thing. People don't even know that, like, right now everyone thinks Tomb Raider is an Xbox One exclusive. It is not. It is a one-year exclusive deal with Xbox, and to the best of my knowledge, it's working out phenomenally. The game came out as reviewing fantastic. Some people think it's getting too high scores. Some people think it's a perfect game. Uh, in my opinion, there's only been three perfect games in the last 30 years. Grand Theft Auto V, um... I wouldn't have given it to Metal Gear Solid because I think that game has some problems, especially if you're not a fan. There's a lot of things that you just don't understand. Um, and But th- maybe, again, I'm, that's just colored through my vision. Um, Grand Theft Auto V, in my opinion, was a perfect 10. Super Mario Galaxy was a perfect 10. And I probably would have given it to Witcher. Speaking, just personally, I probably would have given it to The Witcher. Um, not even Skyrim, I think. I Skyrim 
give it a 9.5 but not a perfect 10 I, I, I think PlayStation is just the most exciting place right now they have PlayStation yeah. VR going for them HoloLens I, I understand is exciting but I don't care that much HoloLens is more augmented reality than actual virtual reality and I feel like if I want to be that immersed in my game I'd rather be immersed in my game right. and there's something to be said to you know having situational awareness and like maybe not everyone's as into it as I am but like if I want to dive pardon the term for anyone who's watched The Matrix or Sword Art Online if I want to dive deep into the world I'm you want to dive? Yeah, I want to dive deep into the world. Like, immerse me in it. I want the sounds. I want the feeling. I, it's almost as weird to say. I kind of want them to do, like, neural, neural pathways things. So, like, I kind of want to be in the game and be able to smell the world. I want to be able to smell so, the world. See, see as much as I would so love it, I'm yeah. scared. See, how, how, let, let's, talk, let's make that a discussion topic. How do you guys feel about that? Like, actually have, like, sensory, like, you know, systems going on for gaming. Being able to like feel it, like some of it is cool, some of it is very like goofy. Like I saw, I was, saw a commercial for this haptic vest for Call of Duty. I think I saw something about that. Yeah, that is haptic. the dumbest thing I've ever seen in the world. So like, so not only do you wear your three hundred and fifty dollar eight fifty headphones, then you wear this haptic vest. Supposedly, how it works, it's it actually so it has a bunch of sensors on it. So when you get shot in the game that part of the vest actually vibrates. So, like, if someone's shooting you from behind, the back of the vest is going to vibrate. But, like, to me, that's sensory overload. That is... That's kind of where I draw the line. It's like getting dressed to play a game, bro. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not... Like, I, I understand, like, expense. I have a $150 controller. Most people do not have that. I have... It's an Xbox Elite controller. It's amazing. has, like, titanium alloy parts, triggers on the back. It's a $150 controller. That's expensive. For most people. I enjoy having it. I think it, it does a lot of things well. Like, it took me, like, about a week and a half to reprogram my mind to think about the triggers. And I don't always like playing with it. But, like, if we're going to go VR, I kind of want it to be the, the basic five. Like, sense, smell, touch. And, like, touch might even bite me too much. Like, maybe just, like, sight and smell would be, like, sufficient for me. Like, if I could, like, feel, like... Maybe a light breeze when the breeze is happening in the game, and I could smell like fresh cut grass, or I could smell like the rust on the cars and fallout. And, and you, there's a super a pack of super mutants coming. You could like smell the decaying skin from the, like. The I think you that say have. that now. Yeah, but, but I like, mean, it actually has smell. Okay, like, I, I smell here, here's my like, thing. Ugh. There are yeah. some moments in some games where, like, even in Fallout <laughs> or in Sky in Skyrim, I run into a pack of. Uh, uh, what you call it? Some it's a pack of Yetis. I'm not even strong enough to fight them. I I'm one of those people that like, I already feel like I'm in it, especially when I'm playing that character. Mm-hmm. So like when I run and all of a sudden I get hit from the side from like a black yeah, shot, I, I get scared. I literally I legitimately jump and I'm like, oh my god, you I can't get so hard. And in I, Skyrim, like, like your ca- characters doing cartwheels in the air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's to the point where like, <laughs> I'm not even actually in the game, but I feel like I'm in the game. So here I am yelling in my seat. And my character's running. Like, my character's not screaming. I am. Y'all are looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Any game so, you like, play, you're always screaming. So, look at Okay. So. so, and then the same thing with Fallout. Fallout, you got the super mutants. I ran into a village of super mutants by accident. Here I am. I'm running and yelling. Even though, actually, I'm not, it's not, I'm not actually in the game. So, for me, if we went VR and it did the, some of those sensory things, 
I might pass out. It yeah, sucked to be in the game physically too. Like when you gotta run. I think that's too no. far. I think that's too far. No. If you had to like run where your character was running, I think it'd probably do some great things for like gamers and their health and some other people. But at that ah, point, give me much. a Star Trek holiday. If we're gonna do that, I better be getting a holodeck. Yeah. I better I, not have to strap on. I mean, okay, yeah, going on the whole it could do health for you, like, but fifty pounds of gear to feel like I'm in the game. I. I think I'm kind of with you about the sensory overload. I think like smell and touch, and stuff. I think that would, ooh, I I would feel overloaded. Like I I would almost get overloaded with like a full over my eyes goggles set, depending on yeah, what I was and seeing. That's, that that's, would almost be too much. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Is like, first of all, what's the entry price going to be? Second of all, like, I don't like. I wear glasses. Uh, most I think okay in the room we're all wearing glasses I don't like things on my face when I'm already wearing my glasses yeah. so yeah. sometimes that's why I only buy certain headsets certain headsets to just feel weird when they sit on your head um, so like to have to wear like a physical thing on my face and wear my glasses on top of that that's where I get concerned um, so how do they res- how do they remedy that problem for people like us um, is VR, like, a thing just for, like, the early adopters, the YouTubers, and the famous people? Is that a thing that regular 9-to-5ers can really get into? Is that a thing that can fill the entire market? Is Do, do we just get to the point where, like, Facebook was a new thing five, six, seven years ago? And everyone has a Facebook. Seven, eight. Facebook's also free. Facebook's also free. You're very right. But do we get to the point to where it's just kind of... Okay, first world problems, America, 16, everyone kind of, almost everyone gets a car at 16. I didn't. I didn't like, get a, I didn't get a car until I was 21. But like, has it become commonplace enough to where, and again, there's multiple options. There's PlayStation VR, there's HoloLens, which is AR, there's the Facebook Oculus, um, there's the Samsung one. Like, does it get to the place to where 4K TVs at one point were like $30,000. You can buy one for arguably 500, 500 now. Does it get to the point where, like, there's a wide enough range? And obviously with that range, there's also quality. Is one thing going to, like, give you, like, oh, I'm on a boat. Oh, I physically feel sick. But, like, oh, this looks awesome. I'm on a boat. But I don't have that seasickness because it's right. not swaying every three seconds. I, and so it's a new market. We, I'm interested to see where it goes within video games. More interested to see where it goes outside of video games. Like, what's the practicality of, like, doctors and surgeons, like, being able to explore the game, the mind, like the physical mind further on a virtual platform. Like maybe they can, I don't know how science Well, we've works. already kind of seen, talking about that, I, I've seen some stuff about doctors using like, because um, we can kind of get 3D images of the internal body, MRIs, mm-hmm. sonograms. There's a multitude of technologies available where we can get interior maps. I saw something about doctors using 3D printing to make like a physical model of, I think it was like a kid yeah. with a heart defect. And so they could kind of poke at this physical model and figure out, okay, this is how, you know, I mean, this is what we want to connect point A to point B, whatever, to fix it. So it was it was a correctable problem, but they needed a better idea of exactly where everything was. And so, you know, 10 years ago, that would have required them opening the kid up. Now they could do the 3D printing. So... VR may be a way for them to not even have to spend the however much money, you know, not a very large amount of money on the plastic or the metal or whatever. Um, 
as far as what you're talking about, like Facebook and cars, I think the thing with, I mean, A, Facebook is free, um, but B, Facebook, it's been very, 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 very refined over the years. So there's a lot of effort that's gone into making Facebook easy to use. That's why it's so ubiquitous is because there's not a high... Uh, cost of entry. Cost of entry, yeah. Not even necessarily monetary cost of entry, but it's you don't have to be really good at computers to use Facebook. Yeah, you're um, right. And then, you know, cars, you know, you have to be more skilled with... I mean, you have to have some skill with cars, but as far as availability, I mean... New ones still cost a lot, but we've got such a range of used cars, mm-hmm. and cars have been around since, like, the night, you know, really the 1890s in some form. So we've had over a century of people of work working on, here is what it, here is a car, here is what a car does, here is how we make cars, here is how we use cars, etc. So there's so much refinement that's gone into cars in the sense of just day-to-day operation. And again, I mean, cost of entry is higher monetarily, but skill-wise and ability to use the car, you know, we have roads everywhere, mm-hmm. so you can take your car anywhere. I feel like VR, the the risk with trying to make VR ubiquitous is that it's going to be harder to give it enough places to go. Mm-hmm. Like, scientists using it, that's probably going to happen, but that's always going to be a niche market, you know? It's, I think it's a very strong strong possibility for that niche market for exactly the kind of things you're talking about, you know, brain mapping, uh, it, any internal mapping, you know, messing with it, genomes, anything like that. Um, video, like hardcore video gaming, but I think it comes back to, you know, on, you know somebody saying, I don't want to, I already bought my console, I don't want to have to buy this headset and strap a headset on and hold my controller and... You know, or maybe they think, oh, this is so awesome, and they strap it on, and it's overwhelming. And it's like the, to use a somewhat uh, shaky analogy, it's, I've read multiple times that back after the first Dirty Harry came out, a whole bunch of people went out and got the 44 Mag, the most powerful handgun in the world. <laughs> um, and then shot it like once or twice, and they never used them, because they didn't realize that it had an enormous amount of kick. You know, yeah, yeah, without you making this it. into a into like a, a whole a gun a gun podcast or whatever, yeah, you could break a wrist with it, you know, because the movies use blanks and whatnot, you know, and that, it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie, so they don't make it look as difficult to use as it really is. Yeah, and so I that could be a possibility. Somebody sees a commercial, oh, he's using VR, that looks really cool, and then they go out and buy the VR headset or whatever, the VR, you know, bodysuit, whatever it comes out to be. And then they they try to use it, and it's just it's over. Maybe it's sensory overload. Maybe they get motion sickness. You know, there's so many things that could just give I don't know speed bumps to it. You know, stuff in its path, whatever. I'll be interested to see what happens, but I'm not. You're not going to be an early adopter. No, no. absolutely not. I I don't think anyone. Well, I might actually be an early adopter. I'm extremely interested. In it. I I would consider being an early adopter to. Any, if not all of them, um, particularly just because I'm so invested in the gaming community and where it's going, um, but also just because I think new technologies. And that's another yeah. thing. With technology, I feel like iteration comes out faster. 
Yeah, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not against VR headsets in general. I'm just saying I probably wouldn't use it personally because what we're t- you were saying about, you know, I've already got glasses on my face. I would like to see if we could get more stuff out for like, uh, and it's something I think that's kind of tried to come in a couple of ways, but like um, instead of wearable VR, um, simulator VR. Um, you know, I mean, obviously our military uses that a lot. Um, you know, showing some of my own interest here. A couple decades back, there were these center. There were multiple centers across the U.S. that were, I think they were called like battle centers. Basically, it was uh, the game BattleTech, and it was these centers in like malls where they would have a couple dozen of these VR pods that you would you would sit down in. And it would close around you, and it was like you were in the cockpit of one of those battle mechs, you know. And so, and you know, you watch you watch the videos now, and it's just super like super rough graphics but i mean all you would have to do apparatus wise really is update the server farm and you could get some really awesome graphics and i mean i've seen like i saw this one youtube video of a guy who made like in his man cave or whatever he made this little it's basically his own vr pod primarily for playing like the newest mech warrior like it literally it was basically a box around him and his chair was on a slider and had a panel behind it, so he slid it all the way in, and it was enclosed. He had, like, a subwoofer under his seat. He had, like, three or four monitors. He had switches to turn on the computer. He had, like, ventilation fans. I mean, it was it was immersive, but it wasn't... He wasn't wearing anything extra. He he had put himself in, I guess you'd say, the environment, and he had mm-hmm. given himself more tools. The thing with that is it takes up more space. So that's why I'm saying that could be something that we could see in, like, malls. I know there have been variations on that um and i think that would be a way you could offload the cost of making it and then you could just you know pay somebody pays like 10 bucks and they get like an hour in the system or i don't know you know you have a party whatever um i would like that because i i mean that brand specifically is one that i've liked for years and so i would you know i saw that that was a thing i'm like oh that'd be awesome and it's like oh they're all closed (laughs) Um, yeah yeah that's cool and like i said it's it's I don't want to say it is absolutely the future of entertainment and the future of gaming, but it's a thing. It's here. It's happened before. Happened in the 80s. I mean, the Virtual Boy still exists in this universe. Um, It tried to happen in the 90s and died real quickly, and then 3D tried to happen, and that died very quick. Um, I I think that was just impractical. We've got the Oculus Rift right now, so I know that's kind of a thing. Yeah. If we're putting out predictions... My personal prediction is that VR technology is going to, um, it's going to emerge and it's going to solidify. It won't become the only or the main console gaming method, um, but it will take on more than Connect did. That was that was Connect is an amazing machine. Poor execution. Twice. Right. I, twice. I think at least advent, at least eventually the execution will be better, but I think it will ultimately be in that same, at least in general, be the same sphere. Or um, another example would be like something like the rock bands or whatnot. Okay, yeah. You know, so you have some games where it's just, it is integrated and it is awesome, but not every game does it. And, and not every gamer wants those games. I think that's where it's going to go, just because... As awesome as the potential is, I just think that uh, some of the just realities of how it gets executed are going to be where not everybody's going to want it. Yeah, and that's true. Not everybody, like, there's four 
individual human beings in the same room. Like we barely, we barely argue about. Yes, we're friends. We're, we, you can't not. There's not one single subject that all of us are gonna agree on. There's not one subject that we're all gonna disagree on. We're all everyone in the world. There's six billion people in the world. Yeah. They all agree on some things and they all disagree on some things. That's just how human beings were made to be. So not everyone is gonna want. Like I think the entry cost for the Hololens is three thousand dollars for developer kit. Mm. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that is that is. Want to talk about money to blow? <laughs> yeah, that is that is that is a hefty, hefty investment. But I think it's kind of exciting, like getting in on the front end. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh what do you got up, G? What do we got? Let's get this money to blow section and get out of here. Um, what else you got for you? I don't know, unless you've got something else. I mean, I had a couple things if we wanted to talk about, yeah, besides like a little fun fact. Um, it, you guys can cut me off whenever, or just kind of some fun things you might be interested in that I've uh, kind of, you know, grown interested in over the years. Um, kind of looping back a little bit, like, I know you guys had said something about, like, I've mentioned it a couple times, and you've, you know, talked about talking about it as a common writer. Have you guys been, are you guys familiar with, it at all? No. Not, not not too much, no. Okay. I mean, do you want to talk about it, or I can, or you, yeah, you, know, go ahead. you can wave off? Um, I mean, I'll try not to, like, take forever, but um, it might be something you want to look into. Uh, the big problem I found is there's not a lot of, like, official, even subbed release here in America. It's I feel like it's an untapped market because, I mean, you were talking about Funimation. like So they have their own subscription service, right? that's, like, subbed or dubbed anime. So, I mean, I feel like it would be a, a market similar to that. Um, I don't know if dubs would come out just because it's a little more obvious when a physical, like, a lot actual live-action physical human being is talking and it's not matching up. You know, we can go back to the old uh, kung fu movies. <laughs> you know? The, yes. You know, it, there's no video camera, so I can't really do it here, but, you know, people make fun of it. You know, you move your lips and then say something else. Uh, you know, total total mismatch. But, like, subtitles, I think, you know, there's certainly potential. I mean, uh, it's not like it's foreign to America. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That had subti- I mean, yes. that had subtitles. Um, so it's, and it did phenomenally well in theaters. Yeah, it did. One of the, the highest, like, I think it's honestly one of, the, like, the highest um, rated and, like, most awarded, like, Chinese films in American history. I can believe it. It won... It just did well. It did well everywhere. It won stuff. It won stuff a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this is going to be more niche than that. You know, this is not... We're not talking, like, Academy Award-level stuff here. But, like, for the fans of anime, I think um, just the genre that, like, Kamen Rider and, like, Super Sentai, and there's there's other shows in that genre. You know, we... Back in the 90s, a lot of them got imported here as, like, you know... So we have... Power Rangers is the most specific example yeah. Uh, but we had, you know, the, if anybody here remembers Masked Writer, that was actually a common writer show. And they tried, like, one other iteration a few years ago with one of them that did not e- It didn't even do a full season. Um, and uh, anybody here remember the Beetleborgs show? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. that was another Japanese show, similar thing. Oh, wait, yeah, 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 I do remember that. Uh, VR Troopers? Yeah. That was another Japanese show. It's all in the same genre. It's the... I want to say okay, it's like I get what you're saying. Tukatsu or something like that. Um, okay. Technically, Godzilla falls in the same genre, like the, all the Godzilla movies. 
you know, all the Japanese Godzilla movies, if you guys are familiar with that. Are, are you shaking your head no, or are you no, just playing? Oh, you're just playing right now. <laughs> I, I'm like, if I'm losing it now, we'll, we'll cut it off. Um, <laughs> no, okay, so for... For clarification, do you want to explain what Common Rider is to the crowd? Yeah, that's that's where I was going okay, with cool. this. I was, so, um, okay, it, most people who are listening to this podcast out there have probably watched Power Rangers. You know, it's an American show, been out... 20 uh, years. 20 plus uh, years. 20 plus years um, in the States. In the States, the, the specifically the brand Power Rangers. Power Rangers is based on a show series called Super Sentai in Japan. Um, various names to it uh japan i mean they do basically that i mean common writers the same way they have a season is a fully contained story arc beginning to end uh they'll typically have crossover events between like each season we'll have a crossover with the previous season um and sometimes we'll have something at the very end with the next season's people showing up um common writer is i'm trying to think how to explain it so Super Super Sentai slash Power Rangers is kind of like, you know, like Justice League or the Avengers in some ways. It's a group of heroes working together, and the show is always about the group. You know, maybe you'll have episodes where it's like two of the team members go off like the... To use, it's easier to use the, uh, you know, the Red Ranger and the Black Ranger will have their own episode, or like the Blue Ranger and the Yellow Ranger will have an episode, or whatever. Okay. Yeah. But you've got, you've got your team of like between three and six or seven heroes for Super Sentai slash Power Rangers. Common writers generally have one writer, like one hero character, who will maybe have one or two others. Um, and so part uh, what this ends up playing out is you usually have a little more budget for the costume. So while Power Rangers, Super Sentai is like, they all have basically, they have helmets and then... Basically, spandex. You'll have maybe a couple of little fiddly bits on, like, the gloves or something. And you're, you know, you'll have that one ranger. So, like, Tommy, you know, for all the Power Ranger fans out there. Tommy, Green Ranger, White Ranger, and several other colors. Um, You know, the sixth ranger, as as they're commonly called, will maybe have, like, a chest piece or something like that. That's maybe, like, foam or plastic. You know, maybe they'll have a power-up that's got a little armor. Common Rider's usually have armor all the way through. So uh, that Kamen Rider game that I mentioned, uh, the main character is wearing basically samurai armor the whole show. Like, that's that's his costume. He has, like, a full... I mean, you can kind of tell, you know, it's possible, but it's supposed to be, like, metal. Chest armor, shoulder armor, arm guards, shin guards, helmet, all of it. So there's, like, a spandex base layer, but there's stuff over it. Um, the other show, one of them that I've watched all the way through Kamen Rider Wizard. His was a little more, uh, he had like a like a trench coat, but he still had like a chest plate, shoulder pieces. So the costumes are a little more in depth. There's more layering going on. So they're more interesting looking. Um, and you'll usually only have one or two other writers. And it's a little, it's not so much of a team thing as like allies. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, like a, an anime or a Western animation that would line up well. So it's, it's instead of like the Avengers or the Justice League, it's maybe like, uh, back in the nineties, like the Batman Superman crossovers where Batman and yeah, Superman worked together, to that, yeah. but they, they weren't, they weren't an official team. Yeah. Batman se. went back to Gotham and Superman went yeah. back to Metropolis. So, you know, something kind of along those lines, um, or for a more recent show, uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold. 
That's a great. Yeah. That's a good example. Because that, I feel like that's actually a little stronger. Because Batman is in it consistently. Uh, other characters show up on a f- semi-regular basis and help out, and it's less of a oh go back to your own city as they're just kind of working together. Generally, like in the common writer shows, the secondary writers they don't like go to another city, but they're they may even be in most of the episodes after they show up. But it'll be mm, a third of the way into the season before they show up. They're kind of like. In the, in the Power Rangers, they would be like that sixth ranger. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like the okay. Green Ranger or White Ranger showing yeah. up. There was, a, I think it was the Ninja... Which, Ninja Storm? Ninja Storm, where they had the other Blue Ranger and the other Red Ranger, the yeah. Blue Rangers. Yeah. It'd be, it's something similar to that. Once those guys showed up and became good guys, they were pretty much in every episode, but they didn't show up from the beginning. Yeah. So that's that actually was, a really good example. That was the example that came to my mind. Yeah. yeah. When I first, so yeah. that one, that's actually a good example because that show, you had three Rangers from the start instead of five. And then you got two more and then you got yes. one more. So same thing there. Cam was um, my favorite. Cam. Oh yeah, the, the green Samurai. The green Ranger. Green yeah. Samurai. Um, so yeah, I mean more budget for costumes. I feel like there's maybe a little more budget for the villain costumes too sometimes. Um, it's it's a lot like you know Power Rangers Sentai. You know you have a monster of the week, you have the moot critters that you know are a bajillion of them. And at first maybe he has to transform to fight him. Eventually he can just fight. He can just punch him to death with you know untransformed hands. He's just awesome like that. Um, generally, uh, it's a lot of them have kind of the theme of using the enemy's power against them. So like I know with Power Rangers usually it's there's a benevolent alien or computer or alien computer or alien bird or whatever that gives them their powers and those powers were from the beginning you know made for the purpose of good and light um common writer a lot of times it's like oh well i've been half mutated so here's a we'll go to the government and they'll help me go through a procedure and now i'm a common writer instead of a horrible mutant or oh hey i stole this experimental device from this horrible evil corporation and now i'm running around um Actually, you know, a good superhero would be a comparison to Kamen Rider as far as just kind of how it works out. Uh, Blue Beetle. Hmm. Uh, Jaime Reyes, specifically. Like, A, it's not just spandex, it's armor. I mean, there's, I'm not dissing spandex as a comic look, but he's he's clearly wearing an actual armor. Yes. And it's got gizmos and gadgets. It's insect-themed, because all pretty much every Kamen Rider has at least a slight insect theme. You know, the eyes on their helmets are always kind of grasshoppery. The first guys were all very obviously kind of insect grasshopper theme. Later on, it's been a lot more varied. Um, but Animals. You know, animals, uh, to that fruit, yeah. wizards. I'm serious. Yeah, I, I can get that in a second. It, it, you know, it, at first with the fruit one, I was like, oh, that's ridiculous, but then I watched it and it actually worked. Um, but <laughs> Jaime Reyes, his beetle, you know, it's the Reach. It's an alien, you know, a big alien conspiracy takes over worlds. They send those be- the scarab things out. They take over people, uh, and those people are basically puppets to help them take over the planet. Well, he takes that, basically hijacks it, turns it for good, and now he's a good guy. Same concept with the common writers. So, um, the kind of interesting thing I've noticed the last few years, they've kind of had a almost a shop and swap with their powers there's a lot more going on where they'll swap out either they'll color change their costume or they'll swap out parts of the costume and it gives them a different power set so um so okay so using power rangers as an example 
uh, you know, going back to the classics, you know, the original Mighty Morphin, they each had a different weapon. Oh, when you combine them, though. And you could combine them. Well, what the common Riders will do, instead of five common Riders each with a different weapon, nowadays, one common Rider will do something, and something will change, and now he's got a different weapon. So, uh, three examples. Uh, there's one series called Common Rider Forza. I have not watched it all the way through. At some point, I might, like, I don't know. I feel like the tone's a little off, but he can basically add pieces onto his each arm and leg. And so, like, he can add a rocket to an arm, and so he can do a rocket punch. Oh, that's kind of like... Okay. It kind of reminds me of Destiny a little bit, because in Destiny, you have, like, your base powers. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you swap out, like, a helmet, full case, so... Insurmountable Skull Fort is announced to me for Titans, um, and it basically makes your bubble ridiculous. Okay. So, you have a bubble, and you have skills you can pick, but, like, depending on, like, the helmet you have, Mm -hmm. your bubble can last longer... Uh, enemies uh, that come yeah. inside your bubble go blind, or people who are in your bubble who are on your team um, have more armor while they're in the bubble, and they have it extended when they step out of the bubble. Things like gotcha. that. Gotcha, yeah. Sounds a little bit like yeah, that. Yeah, so that guy was kind of like that. It mix and match parts, and he eventually gets like super versions that are basically, I would say like using that would be maybe like an armor set that has yeah. a special bonus, mm-hmm. but it locks in all the slots. Um, the two that I watched were Common Rider Wizard, um, which basically it was dragon and elemental themes. So he he had fire, air, water, earth, and they you know air was fastest, but not as hard hitting. Fire was kind of balanced. Water was maneuverable, and he could swim. And then earth was slower, but he was strong, and he could shoot out each of these elements. Um, and then eventually he got forms that let him combine them all and whatnot. So that's that's a big thing. Is super forms is really big in the last few years. And then the most recent one is Common Rider. Well, actually, it's like two series ago now. Um, I haven't caught the last couple. Common Rider game is he has a base suit, and then it sounds silly because it's instead of dragons or space parts or any or animals, it's fruit. It sounds ridiculous, but essentially he gets themed armors that are like his base one is an orange, and so he gets a sword that looks like an orange slice. But it's kind of like a samurai armor, and he has, like, two swords, so he's got, like, a nice balanced fighting style. He gets a strawberry, and he has throwing knives. Oh. He gets a pineapple, and he's got one of those meteor hammers, like the big, and it's, like, it's slow, but it's really tough. Um, And there's other characters in the series who have similar powers, and all of them have basically swappable parts or swappable armors. Hmm. The more you talk about the wizard one... Actually, the more we talk about the fruit one, the more I want to watch it. <laughs> well, okay, and that one is, like, like a lot of them have, like, they start off, oh, it's light, it's fun, you know, oh, there's bad guys, whatever. Reborn. And then it just is, like, Reborn. dark. Yeah. Like, oh, Gaim sounds goes, like Reborn. Gaim goes from, oh, well, yeah, there's monsters, you know, it, it goes from uh, dance, dance party teams with Pokemon... And then we add in a superhero to the mix because the Pokemon are going wild to just some dark places. <laughs> let, let me just put it that way. I, I'll try not to spoil it too much, but it goes some dark places. Ooh, that actually sounds It's got some, like, and it's got some real, like, mythical, like, not just Japanese myth, but, like, European myth and stuff like that going on in the background. Huh. And it just, it, it plays out and you're just like, wow. Because um, who was it who made it? it 
It was, I heard something about the guy who made it, and I can't remember, but there was some other series he did that like got really apparently got really dark. It wasn't the guy who did Neon Genesis Evangelion, but um, but yeah, so it's it's kind of fun. I I've enjoyed the couple that I've watched, and I feel like the other one, a, a lot of the other ones I've seen are really good, and I really like it because it's got a sense of legacy. Because a lot of times they'll do almost every year they do a movie where they try to drag in as many of the old ones as possible. There's some big threat. They all have to fight it. And so, of course, they all break out, like, their super moves and super forms and whatnot. And it's just, like, OMG awesome, you know. They're all Red Ranger episode? Yeah, on, only better. They actually, Japan has actually oh. done that one that was every common writer to that point, or nearly everyone, barring a few, like, tertiary writers, like the third writer, and every power ranger, or every super sentai to that point... I think they called it like 199 great hero battle because that was how many heroes that were in. I mean, it was just like outrageous. it was like mind blown. Like any of these crossover movies, they did one uh, during Common Rider Games run that had the guy who was the first Common Rider, like the actor, come back. Oh wow! As the same character. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. You might have to send us links for all this though. I, you'll. I think you'll have to search it out. Like it's. It, you say it's subscription based service, though, right? Uh, no. It's just you'll have to look around. I don't know what what there is out there for right now. It's. Yeah, it, it's out they there. That does. I mean. But yeah, I, what I was saying is, I wish there was. More one. Sub, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or like DVD fantastic. releases with subtitles, something like. Because I would love to own these things, you know, instead of just watch them online or whatever. I'd love to own them. You yeah. Know? That'd be but yeah, there it's out there. Um, yeah. I, so they're like fifteen minute videos, apparently. Uh, I found *Common Rider*. Part, well, it was part one. Yeah. So they're thirty minute episodes. Okay. So um, if it's fifteen minutes, that would be part one. So you part one, part two. That's a good. So *Wizard* and um, *Gaim* are the two I've watched. They're both good. Um, and then connected to that, I was kind of thinking about this. Uh, you know, we're talking about *Power Rangers*. And talking about, like, mood and theme, it's kind of funny, like, people think of Power Rangers as, like, super silly, you know, which I feel is a little bit of a bad rap, because the first few years, from the very first, like, the first Mighty Morphin series up through, like, about in space, we're all connected. It it was a through story. There really was. And it really, it had some, like, serious, like, emotional stuff going on, you know, I mean... Yes, it's kids' TV. It's not going to get as deep as, say, I mean... They had a pink ranger actually die. I think that was in Lost in Space, but yes. Yeah, La- Lost Galaxy. Lost, Lost Galaxy. Galaxy, yeah. Lost Galaxy. Um, yeah, pink not ranger Lost in li- Space. Like, the pink ranger literally well, died. In, in one of the Mighty Morphins, I think, like, Kimberly, like, had a back injury and so had to leave. I mean, so, yeah, there was some serious stuff going on. But So, like, you get some some seasons are really super silly. We're not going to talk about it. I know you want to talk about it. We're not going to acknowledge it. It does not exist. I'm, I was going to go specifically to uh, about three or four seasons Six. ago, Power Rangers RPM. Okay, it's not as bad. Okay, no, no. Talking about Mystic Force. Oh, no. That, that's actually the yeah, storyline. I agree with you. That's, the that's, that's one where I think like execution... The execution per- wasn't, wasn't was great, terrible. but the storyline actually, low-key, was actually a lot better than... The costumes, the costumes did not help. Don't get me wrong; it did not help at all. Those the storyline, like I remember that. when they were advertising it, I was like, "This sounds awesome!" Oh yeah, like and wizards. They, yeah, and then they never showed the costumes. I was like, "Man, it's gonna be." Interesting. I watched the first episode. I cried. 
I cry. I mean, it was pretty cool. It's like the Red Ranger. I mean, they kind of made it too obvious. Guy on a red shirt rides into town on a bike. His bike breaks yeah. down outside of town. He goes into town, finds three teenagers at a juice bar. One's wearing a yellow shirt. One's yeah. wearing a blue shirt. Yeah, one's wearing a pink shirt. Really like, it's it, all it, straight off. It was too. It was too straightforward. Yeah, it wasn't just too straightforward. It was just. It was just too much. I was just trying to. Okay, you already have like. These characters are established as these characters, and you already know who they're going to be. And this guy's he's a smart guy, because the smart guy, for some reason, always has to wear glasses on a Power Rangers show. That's one thing that they have to fix. Every single smart well, guy in Power Rangers wears glasses. That's, that's what I like about this, this hmm? season, RPM. Ethan. Ethan was smart, but the Green Ranger was smarter. The Green Ranger was the, the gadget here. Heck yeah, been so, so <laughs> <laughs> RPM, RPM breaks that mold. Oh, okay. it does. RPM's oh. actually pretty good. The story, again, the storyline, you have to power through, I guess, the the look and like the execution and the of Mystic Fort. Oh, my you God. Have, that's the thing. If you look, there were actually, <laughs> I felt like that Mystic Fort was actually one of the first... Um, the first the Power Rangers series to actually try to pull a double twist um, in their story. They were actually, I, I felt, I feel like they're one of the first ones that tried to pull a pretty big double twist. It's like, okay, they get you to actually think it's like this, but then all of a sudden okay. there's a reveal, but that then then th- then it goes back and you're like, well, dang, I thought I was, I guess I was right the first time, but they yeah. they they did it in a way that they actually got you to shift your mindset. So, I I definitely see why people. And I, are, I mean, I, you just you can't do it. Mystic Force is not as disliked, I think, among like the Power Ranger fan community. I think the one that's disliked the most is Overdrive. Operation oh Overdrive. my god, that but was awful. RPM. If have any of you guys seen? Yes. Yeah. RPM. I've seen okay. it all the way through. I, I I loved it. It's like okay, uh, here's basically Terminator. Yes. It, it's Terminator with a dash of Matt. Like the first the first episode is basically Mad Max. We're talking Guy about in a car. <laughs> now that I think about it, now oh, that I think about it, you're right. That became so much better now. I know. Oh. Did it not? I mean, it's it like, beca- holy crap, this is just like, and I mean, like, it's like people are dying in this show. Um, like, as a smaller thing, like the Red Ranger, black dude, you yeah. know? Not the only one, but, like, and he's, like, the whole team is awesome. Uh, the smart guy is the Scottish dude. The Scottish? <laughs> yes. He is, I think he's yes. my favorite character in that series. Like, I remember the episode where it was like him, it was the Blue Ranger centric episode, and you know the main villain gal is at, is asking something like, "Well, the like the Black Ranger is the broody one, and the Yellow Ranger is this and da da da." And she's like to the Blue Ranger, "Well, what are you?" And he's like, "I'm Scottish." Like, that's his answer. So, I'm Scottish. It's like it's ridiculous, but it works. It, it, it's the it same did. episode where they have a guy call out. Why are there giant googly anime eyes on our cars? That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. That like, why is there a three-story tall now, column of fire I when I know. transform? I don't know if you've seen the new one, uh, which uh, is Dino Charge. Okay. In this new one, um, I haven't seen all of it, but I don't have it pulled oh, up right yeah. now. Um, but they actually did something interesting with the villain. Now, I think for the most part, generally with the villain, they usually show up, and usually there's not a whole lot of, like reason why they do what they do. Now, they're, they're... Cackle, cackle... Like Rita. She she breaks out of this jar, and she's like, I'm gonna take over the first planet I see. Earth! And, like, you're like, 
Okay. She's evil. And she's she evil. wants to take over the world. But that's What are we doing? Like, why? What's her motivation? Like, and what's, that, what's her motivation? There have been a couple where they've broken the mold, but this new one was actually very interesting. And they actually did more character development, I think, on the villain than in the first few episodes that I saw really? that I think they felt like I ever did. First of all, you find out he's a bounty hunter. Okay? The main Which, villain. The main villain is a wow. bounty hunter. And he's trying to make money. And then you find out later... He has a fiance, okay. Oh snap! He he has a fiance, and he's actually he's trying to you know do all this bounty hunting, get all this money, and then eventually once he's finished his collection in terms of his bounty hunting, he plans to get married to this girl. And I'm like, hold up, wait a minute, what happened? Power Somebody read this guy a check. <laughs> Power Rangers, are, are you giving me something different right here? You giving me a little bit of a different vibe, and it's okay. it's so very Dino amazing. Charge. I think I know which. Uh, so when they transformed as music play, uh, isn't that every Power Rangers? Mm. Well, no. Uh, okay, so I asked that because I've seen a little bit of the Sentai series it's based on, and it it just makes me shake my head because I the thing that sticks out in my mind is they transform like instead of a belt buckler or an arm thing, it's like a gun. Which hey, cool gun morpher or whatever. But I remember they stick their little morpher charge thing in it. And you know, start transforming, and it plays like samba music, and they do a little dance. <laughs> yeah, they do a little dance number. Oh no! Oh, yeah, oh no! <laughs> no, no, they don't it, do a dance number. Okay. Oh yeah, it, no! It didn't quite work for me, <laughs> especially because oh, no. the season before that. See, okay, so like they, they do have they thing. do have they do have the gun. They well, yeah, that they, they would have to put it in the they gun, would have to use and then they the activate props. it. But they don't. I don't remember them dancing. I mean, admittedly, the actors who are doing it in the Japanese series, like they're they do a pretty good little number but yeah it's just kind of like it just feels out of place because it's like yeah it's like a doo, 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 or I can't I can't even do the tune but it's like a, a samba number or something like that um but the series before it was like they were like a government agency or something hang on a second in the Japanese one Dinosaurs. That's for sure. A frozen dinosaur. But whatever it is, it's about to learn who we are. <laughs> <laughs> They're from New Zealand. Dino Charger, ready! In case you weren't sure. Oh, apparently this is the first time they morph. Ah. So, yeah, I mean, this is just generic background music. Yeah, it, but it, there's, there's no... Dancing. That is a yeah, nerf the, gun. Yeah, the music. It plays. is a nerf gun. That is a nerf gun. Oh, it totally. It's a dinosaur nerf gun. That is. I mean, it's the that kind is of nerf, nerf gun. It costs fifteen ninety nine at Walmart. Buy it all fourteen. How can we not work any toys And you can collect all of the individual Power Ranger. And you too can cells. be a Power Ranger. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's that's cool. I mean, I've seen. I'm pretty I've, sure I've that worse. is actually a collector. There has been worse. That, yeah, yeah, the worse. outfits been, are pretty oh, solid. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. actually not bad. I mean, I feel like, I feel like the outfits have generally improved. So in the years, I mean, I feel like they're always improving, for lack of a they're better term, the material science over there in Japan. Because I mean, this is an in, it, it's a passion, but it's also an industry for them. So yeah. you know, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where yeah, they, they're they're always trying to make their stuff look better. Yeah, so, but. All right. Um, I think with that, uh, I mean that we could talk on that topic all yeah. day, and we'll have, the only we'll have to say that for another segment. 
Yeah, the only <laughs> other thing I had was just a little fun little fact, but we can either do that now or we can do that after Monday to blow. So it's up to you. Uh, uh, we can get that. What, what's the fun fact? Let's oh, so go. Let's it's go that there. fun Batman fact. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. Let's go now. So um, fun <laughs> Batman fact. Um, this one's not like super quirky, but it's like, so usually when people see Batman, you'll see created by Bob Kane. Um, who was one of the creators, but actually the other guy that really needs more credit, and he's just now starting to get it, is Bill Finger. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we see with Batman, like his the fact that he has the cowl with the ears, uh, Robin, or at least a lot of the stuff about Robin, his Bruce Wayne secret identity, him being a detective, stuff with the Joker, a lot of that, Bill Finger. Um, and it's just, it's kind of one of those quirks of comic book history or whatever that he hasn't gotten a lot of the credit that was due him. I mean, really, you know, I really didn't even know about this guy until the last year-ish or so. But really, looking at it, it's like, you know, Superman is always uh, advertises, created by, Jer- you know, Seigel and Schuster. You know, Jerry Seigel and Joe Schuster. He's two creators credited to Superman. That's pretty universal. Batman, two guys. Bob Kane, Bill Finger. So, kind of a fun thing. His name is being added to credits for uh, the upcoming movie. Uh, it's been added to, I think, Arkham Knight's credits, and they're starting to add it in the comics, um, their animated stuff. Basically, they're starting to put it in. I, I think there was a lawsuit involved, as unfortunately there often is with these things, but... Um, his name is being added on to credits alongside Bob Kane's where it belongs. So, That's awesome. Very nice. Good for him. But yeah. Nice. Good job, Bill Finger. Yeah. He he, he passed away back in the 70s. But R.I.P. Mr. Bill Finger. R.I.P. Mr. Finger. But, hey, you created my favorite superhero, so shots to you. I'm going to go do some more research. Honor his memory. All right, let's get into this Money Blow segment and get up out of here. Call me what you want, but you can't come in broke. Money! Pull up with a chopper and a telescope. You, sir, are the guest. You get to you get to launch it off. Uh, that would be kind of boring. I haven't really had, I haven't really blown money, so. Yeah, it's been a rough. It's been it's been the struggle. Holiday season around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I got both Benji and James headsets. I really didn't pay anything for them, but I'll throw it in there. Um, things I am excited for. It's the ultimate. Um, it's the ultimate wasteland survival guide. It is. The ultimate version of the collector's version of the Star Wars. Did I say Star Wars? I mean, Fallout Strategy Guide. It is a hundred... No, 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 no. It's like 300 pages of just awesomeness. Like I said, I put on back order a bazillion and a half pop figures. Um, so all my money to blow this week went into... Fallout. Fallout and something for someone special in my life that I can't say because she might be listening, she might not be. But, oh, no, no, nobody, not nothing like that. But it's a present. You know, holidays are on the corner, so I got somebody a present. And don't want to spoil it. Don't want to spoil it. So if you are listening, you're just going to have to wait. I paid a phone bill and bought some pizza. I did. I did. I I actually finally got a phone fixed. No, because, like, I went to work, and I was trying to post on Snapchat, but it was, like, no internet connection. Tap to retry. So I was tapping this thing. Bruh. So, and then I tried to send a message later, and it's like, you can't send it. It's like, Bill hasn't been paid. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do somebody solid. Coming 
And then I bought two large pizzas from uh, Pizza Hut for half off, and me and G killed half of a large pizza each. Yeah, I uh, actually did do something pretty exciting. I went to the Currency concert. So Currency, Spitta, as he's, as he's known, is a New Orleans rapper, um, aligned with people like Wiz Khalifa, Snoop Dogg. Um, he actually used to be signed to Young Money, but he left. Yeah. Yeah, he was signed to Young Money, and he did one song with Lil Wayne that was super popular, and then he was just like, you guys are weird. I'm out. And he's doing very well for himself. So I went to the Currency concert. It's 25 bucks, kind of a high entry fee. Best $25 I've ever spent. Second best concert I've ever been to, besides Watch the Throne. And those are literally my two favorite artists of all time in one. So I don't think anything will ever top that, but it was better than J. Cole, which was amazing. And, okay, it wasn't like J. Cole's, like, 24, uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive album. This was a Born Center concert. Okay. Which had Wale as the opener. And you know how much I like Wale. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so this top that, this top scene Kendrick. Um, so, and I'm, I'm honestly not the biggest currency fan in the world. This was an amazing concert. Um, so I did that. I bought my friend, um, shout out to him. Um, it's his birthday in a couple weeks, so I got him a currency shirt. He is a big currency fan, bought him a shirt. Um, my friend Sean. Had a daughter, Amora, and I am the godfather. So I got to see her this weekend, so I bought her some stuff. So next time I see her, I go give my daughter some pretty little things. But yeah, spent a lot of money on everybody else's. So week. you're a godfather now? I am a triple godfather. You, at some point, you have to make sure to give somebody an offer they can't refuse. I'm, I'm waiting for the day. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting until I use that. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah, um, we have a friend, Hugo, and I think both me and you are technically godfathers to their sons. Something like that? Yeah. Like, I'd imagine. It was like unofficial, official. It was just like, you want to be the godfather? I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, type thing. Mm-hmm. So, same thing happened to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I spent some money on my god kids. Other than that, I think I... I... All right, so this is the coolest part. Currency signed my favorite pairs of shoes. So I have the Nike S- SB De La Souls. Um, they're the high tops. They're they're probably my favorite sneaker. Um, Currency is a huge sneakerhead, And the fact that someone I respect in that, that, that niche corner of the world that I am into... Um, sneakers. Um, he's probably one of the most well-known names among rappers. He has one of the biggest collections. Like he, and it's not just like numbers-wise, but like the kinds of shoes he has, like the limited Ray Allen pairs he has, like the original 1991 like Jordans he has. Like he has a pair of like OG Jordan 11s. Yeah. He has a pair of those, and he has a car to match it, too. That's one of my favorite videos every time. He has a car that came out the same year, the same month that the Jordan 11s came in. Yeah. So he signed them, so I'm going to go put those shoes up forever. They're never coming out of that box. Uh, yeah. That was Unless they go in a display case. Yeah, unless they go in a display case. So that was one of the favorite things about the concert for me. And, I mean, he didn't, like, charge you to do the autograph. No, he was, like, he was almost, like, hesitant. He was, like... Bro, do you are you sure you want me to sign this? I was like, yes. He was like, are you sure, dude? I was like, yeah. And he was like, dude, you're awesome. He signed it, and I was like, I don't. I mean, you said twenty five bucks. I feel like that's actually a really good deal for a concert. I mean, for was, a guy, you, I mean, you weren't in the nosebleeds or anything, were you? I was three feet. Um, well, not. I was three rows behind, like front stage. Yeah. That 
Dude, that's like a great deal as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, it was Granada. It's a college town. It was packed tight. It was, the place was packed. Like, sorry. $5 to go see Lindsey Sterling. I'm trying to spend some money to go see JB. Yeah, I might have to go see Justin Oh, uh, those tickets are out already. I thought it was the 20th, right? Oh, sucks. Well, Uh-oh. sucks for you. Anyway, uh, I think I bought one game. I'm not sure. No. I checked out a game. I didn't buy it. I might make a decision to buy it, though. Now, play Star Wars Battlefront. It's fantastic. It. It's a good game to play. It. Anyway, um, uh, mine uh, hasn't really been too much. Um, doctor's visits. That's money. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, yeah, I actually mean, had yeah. to, yeah. So, more money on doctors than I like to admit. Um, but yeah. Somebody's got to keep the healthcare industry rolling. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as always, um, we are. Even more about nothing. John, it is more than a pleasure. We appreciate you. Thank you for all your support. Uh, hey, thank you for coming I, on. I like supporting the podcast because I think it's an awesome podcast. I like coming on the podcast because I think it's an awesome podcast. And I think to both of those, I think you guys are awesome guys. So well, I don't see why I wouldn't support this and enjoy coming on. So it's always a pleasure <laughs> and an honor for me to come on here. Thanks. We appreciate it so much. Yeah. So. My name is Mookie. You can find me on Xbox Live at Mookie833, PlayStation, the real Mookie833. It's actually kind of growing on me, but I want my LG name tag back. So Shu Yoshida, if you're listening, which you're not, but if you ever do listen to these old episodes, allow us to change our names. Hashtag Colin was right. Uh, I am back on the interwebs. My Facebook is up. Internet's up. So I'm about to be snapping like it's real out here. Snapchat game on point. Twitter game on point. We out here. All right. Uh, you guys know what it is. Uh, I'm on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter at Timmy Tonga. So, yeah, go follow me. And if you do want to get this work on Black Ops 3, I'm on uh, PS4, PSN Network, uh, Casey Timmy 11, uh, all lowercase. So, to get this work. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter uh, at BlackRafiki30, Snapchat BlackRafiki30. Uh, Instagram, Black Rafiki, um, and it's also Black Rafiki on PlayStation Network. Um, you can follow the podcast um, at Even More About Nothing on the Facebook page. Go and like the page. Uh, you can email us at Even More About Nothing at gmail.com. Um, John, any final words? Uh, as I said, it's always a pleasure. Um, it's fun stirring you guys up. And uh, I look forward to the coming on again, perhaps in episode 15. We shall see. Yes. We, shall see. we will we'll figure that out. If not, I, I feel like multiples of five is a good, good thing you got going here. It's, it's a good predictor. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good pace. Yeah. I wonder if he's coming on that, on that fifth episode. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it works. So we're going to like stick with like, so episode zero is exists in the thing. This is episode 10. So people don't get confused. People are like, are you on your one? This is episode 10. Numerically, in the timeline, it's the 11th episode, but this is episode 10. As far as numbering goes from here on forward, this is episode 10. So we made it, guys. We made it. Other than that, people, we made it. <laughs> I'm going to bed. You guys have a good night. All right. Deuces. For a crash, baby. Hey, Titanic. 
tell me why panic if it's the Titanic we know it going down.